This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. And it's Friday, May 7th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Just in time for Mother's Day weekend, Philadelphia restaurants have the green light to expand their indoor capacity and increase table size. It's a great boost, but there's still a little sting since the rest of the state is heading for a full reopening in just a matter of weeks. The city moved at its own pace on lifting restrictions during the entire pandemic, partly because officials say more people are physically closer to each other within the city. Starting Friday, May 7th, all restaurants in the city will move to 50% capacity, up from 25%, and 75% for those who meet the city's enhanced ventilation guidelines, which is up from 50%. Is the Mother's Day the biggest day for restaurants? Yeah, one of them, right? Yeah. I, yeah cause you're, Mother's Day brunch? Yeah, to yeah. Out, you yeah. need to cook, yeah. Indoor table sizes can move to six people, and they don't have to be from the same household. There still needs to be a minimum of six-foot distance from chair back to chair back. Restaurants can now also seat 10 people at tables outdoors, which is also the state limit. Indoor catered events, such as weddings and proms, will be allowed again, but city officials still consider them to be high risk. For now, only 25% occupancy is allowed, with a cap of no more than 75 people indoors. But that number could go up to 150 beginning Friday, May 21st, if positive cases continue to fall. Other outdoor gatherings and events are able to increase to 25% normal capacity, and outdoor gatherings uh, and, and events can increase to a maximum capacity of 50%. To help bring in more business, restaurants in Philadelphia, which have outdoor dining permits, will soon be able to apply for a city permit to provide outdoor entertainment. Leaders believe this is cr- uh, crucial since the city lost more than 200 full-service restaurants, 50 of them uh, which have closed permanently. God, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's a lot. Rowan University will require students to get the COVID-19 vaccine, but there's a cash incentive being offered. Full-time students who show proof of vaccination before July 31st will get a $500 credit on tuition. Those students who live on campus will get another $500 uh, to their housing bill. Uh, Rowan is also working on a plan to offer employees incentives to roll up their sleeves as well. Our message today is simple. We believe the path to normalcy is through widespread vaccination, and we want our entire community to commit to reaching the goal of widespread vaccination. If we work together, we can reach the goal and offer the Rowan University experience that our students and employees deserve, said Rowan University President Ali Hauschmand. Rowan is just one of a handful of colleges and universities in the region that are requiring students be vaccinated for the fall semester. I saw that Wawa is offering up uh, vaccination incentives too, so they are looking to hire. And one of the reasons uh, or one of the offers that they have if you uh, if you get hired there is that they will, will help provide a vaccination if you Seek one. Uh, a friend of mine works for a company that is uh, doing all the scheduling for them. So they literally will just get an email that says, here's your day and time if you want to get a vaccination. That's cool. The summer travel season is expected to pick up this year as more people look to get away after more than a year of coronavirus restrictions. For those who haven't traveled since uh, before the pandemic, things will look different, especially if you're flying. The TSA says it is seeing about half of the travelers that it saw in 2019 before the pandemic, but the numbers are increasing. As you head to the airport, keep in mind masks are still required, but you can expect the boarding process to be cleaner and there will be less contact with airport staff than you may remember. We had the conversation about people who don't unpack their bags immediately after a trip. You got to figure a lot of those bags have been sitting around for a year. 
You know, people just oh, have there's yeah. a bag yeah, still right. sitting around from your last right. trip. Could you imagine what you would find in that? Yeah, no kidding. Travel experts say we are set to see a travel boom as COVID-19 cases decrease. More people get vaccinated and states begin easing restrictions. I'm flying today. Oh, I'm you getting are? out there. Yeah, my, my mother my mother fell right. a couple of weeks ago and broke a couple of ribs and uh so I'm going to to visit. I've been, we've all been vaccinated. We're all set. I'm ready to travel. I'm, Can uh, you see her? I mean, will they? Well, I, it, well, that was an issue. So yes, I can see her, but it's going to be very sterile because she's in a rehab facility. Yeah, there are a lot of elderly people there, and they're still being very, very cautious. So I got to wear an N95 and a gown. I got to stay six feet away and this whole thing. But I can see her. All right. That's so hopefully good. that's going to help raise her spirit. She's recovering well. This is her second second bout with this is another set of, of broken ribs she has. So, so anyway, it's multiple ribs. I normally, yeah, I wouldn't be, uh, I, I probably wouldn't be ready to travel yet, but yeah. I got to get down there. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so I'm making the trip. I'll, is this the first time you've been oh, yeah. on a plane? To, okay. Yes, since, uh, since COVID, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. So I'm interested to see how it'll go. Uh, TSA workers at Philadelphia International Airport. Then this story is for you. Chris. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yes. TSA workers at, interne- at the Philadelphia International Airport say they are ready for the crowds, but want passengers to know that there will be some changes at the checkpoint. Most importantly, you must be wearing a mask. If you don't have a mask, you will be asked to put one on. If you don't have one, you will be given one if they are available. The bottom line is you won't be allowed to go through the screening process without a mask on. Travelers will also be asked to remain socially distant. TSA officers will be wearing masks and gloves and standing behind safety barriers. The TSA bins are a hot spot for germs, and to reduce your contact with them, travelers are being asked to place everything from their pockets into a carry-on. The flight experience will now be more sanitary with routine cleanings of frequently touched surfaces. AAA says travel across the board is increasing, in particular uh, travel within the United States. The agency says many families are booking trips to amusement parks, national parks, and taking camping trips. So if they can't be that, I assume they can be somewhat thorough during the TSA check. Do they ask you to pinky swear that you don't have a weapon on? Pinky swear. Yeah. No, like they, so, you know, they used to kind of like stand, like yeah. they'd, they'd wave you through and all that. Right, so they're right, behind right. these barriers now. And um, they still will pull, you know, randomly pull people and, right. and you'll, you know, get a, a more uh, in-depth search or whatever. They're still doing that kind of stuff, but there's a little bit of distance. Between I saw them. an interesting story, and I don't know if we'll have time to get to it later on, but they are flirting with the idea. They're kind of test marketing uh, with the TSA, uh, essentially putting in a time, a, a res- reservation of sorts of when you go through the security check okay. to save you that gigantic line. Which, well, I'd be which, down with that. Which is always, that's the that's mystery. the worst. When, when, when getting yeah. to the airport, the big mystery is what's it going to be How like long? at security? Yeah. And therefore, that's why being Pierre Robert has got to be, I mean, come on, man. If you know, Pierre right? had an, an exact appointed time, he could be late for that. Yeah, right, well, that's exactly. what I, but that's You're what, right. I, that's yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. thinking. It's now, now you have something else to be late for that's going to back up everybody <laughs> else. Oh, my God. <laughs> we always we always get to the airport at least an uh, hour and a half to two hours before yeah. our flight time. Uh, because I'm, I've shown up and, and seen the line and gone, oh, my God, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's when so, you say, I, I have to tell this. I, yeah. I, I, I yeah, have yeah, to tell yeah. this person that I'm flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm the only one in the airport who's told this person. Well, I flew, and it was, at least when I went, I went in March, and um, it was it was not bad. Um, the flight, oh, I'm sure it's not bad at all right the now. The flight was very crowded, but I think it's because there's less flights. So, you know, when you're actually sitting on the plane, there was, like, not right. one open seat. Um, right. So there's no distance there. But, uh, yeah. Going through, there was a little bit of, of a line. I have the pre-check. Pre-check, there was nobody in that right. line. Miss Romano, right this way. <laughs> no, but that like broadcaster coming. If you are ever, if you are worried about lines, that's the best thing I ever did. How much did, does that cost? 
Oh my god! It was like nothing. Like eighty bucks. bucks? Yeah, I heard, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I've had it for years. I'm gonna I do actually, it. I have the global entry, so that. I can get get that um, if you fly internationally. Preston, <laughs> if you had the time, become an FBI agent okay. because you'll be able to get special access sure. that other people. Yeah. Won't no, be able I'm telling you, it was so easy, and it's like it's Sorry. so quick yeah, now. Yeah, you know, and, maybe I'll, I'll wait do in that. Those Ooh, she's glue. <laughs> Shut the hell. My uh, my dad flew last week, and then this week uh, he he went out to Colorado and back, and he banged up his knee a couple of weeks ago, and so he's he has trouble getting around, and so my mom arranged for a wheelchair to come pick him up, yeah. right. and um. Like he kind of balked at it. He, I think, he had you know a little bit of sense of pride or whatever. He'd want to do it. And my mom insisted. And afterwards, I talked to him. He's like, "Your mother is a genius. He'll never travel <laughs> yeah, the same way again." Oh, I have a toothache. My, I, uh, it's totally. a little woozy on my medicine. I Wait, remember nail. when I was in the wheelchair at the airport? We were going to yes. spring training. Yeah. <laughs> Why were you? In, I forget. Because remember, why? I foot. freaking uh, sprained my ankle uh, working out, and I woke up and couldn't walk. <laughs> I had a stupid boot on. It was terrible. Well, Kathy comes by go. like some some senior citizen. Are you doing well, dear? <laughs> yeah. And who went on? Casey, yeah. did you go on the plane with me? Because we got to pre-board. I don't remember. It was, it wanted, it was either you <laughs> no or Nick. Idea. I Might forget. Have been me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that'll get you on quicker. Yep. All right, let's do sports this morning. <laughs> Zach Wheeler struck out eight and tossed a three-hit shutout, and Alex Bohm hit a home run to lead the Phillies to a 2-0 win and a four-game sweep of the Milwaukee Brewers yesterday afternoon at the ballpark. Wheeler threw his second career shutout and complete game in 100, 144 starts and first since 2014 when he played for the Mets. The Phils now head out for a nine-game road trip in the uh, in the in first place and the only team in the National League East with a winning record. Zach Eflin will get the start tonight as the Phils open up a weekend series in Atlanta against the Braves. The first pitch is scheduled for 7:20. The Sixers, who won six games in a row and are in first place in the Eastern Conference, are back home tonight with a game against the Pelicans. With a little more than a week left in the regular season, the Sixers are two and a half games in front of the Brooklyn Nets, who have lost four in a row, including last night against Dallas. Tip-off for tonight's game in South Philly is scheduled for 7 o'clock. And finally, the Flyers, who have only three games left in the regular season, play the first back-to-back games against the Capitals in Washington tonight. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock, and the game will be broadcast on WMMR. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. I'm looking at our docket today. We're loaded. we got lots of stuff for you this morning. Number one, $500 twice. It's the Money Club Contest we have this week, next week, and then we're done for this one. So yeah. make sure you don't miss... All of your opportunities. We'll give away our Word of the Week prize, big package from uh, the Revivalist Spirits crew. Uh, Guest-wise, we are going to have actor Holt uh, McElhinney. How do you say his last name? McCallany, I am assuming, is how you say yeah. it. Yeah. It's a tough McCallany. one. It's Holt McCallany. Uh, great actor. Uh, loved him on uh, Mindhunter, but uh, Wrath of Man is what he's promoting, and that's in theaters today. So we'll talk to Holt later on this morning. Comedian Chappelle Lacey is going to be performing at Helium Comedy Club this weekend, so we'll spend some time with him. And as we get ready for the on-sale of MMRBQ tickets, 10 a.m. today, yeah. and at that very time, at 10 a.m. when the tickets go on sale, we're talking to Dave Navarro of Jane's Addiction. That's great. It's so cool. Show. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, very much looking forward to the concert and all the things that come along with it, so... 
Listen up for the interviews and goodies today and this weekend because there's an MMRBQ weekend taking place. And also, if you are an MMRVIP, if you opt in for the emails, you might win some tickets that way, too. Uh, speaking of tickets, we are going to give away this morning in preparation for Eggs with Peg at uh, Keenan's. The special party that's going on this year, we will give away a four-pack of tickets because it is a ticketed event this year because of the numbers that they have to strictly adhere to. We're gonna it's a ticketed event and we will have a four-pack to give away at some point this morning. So it's gonna be Friday, May twenty-eighth. Brent Porsche will be there on site. He's gonna be checking in with us. We'll drop in virtually to say hi to gangs the, the gang down there and it should be a lot of fun. Yeah. It, yep. On the way to getting back to normal. Exactly. So listen up for your chance to win that. And I'm sure we have some other things that we'll probably give away too. So let's take a break, come back in a moment, and we'll get into the entertainment report. A stupid question to kick that off with some giveaways. Beautiful sunrise as we start our Friday together. We'll be right back. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com. And an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit AcmeMarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, uh, stupid question this morning. We're going to give away a $150 Foga to Show gift card. So, not only MMRBQ tickets going on sale this morning, uh, but also Genesis tickets are going on sale. That's at noon. And so, I got this email from uh, Ken Smeltzer. And he recommended a stupid question this morning that has to do with Genesis. So huh. I thought this is a, this is great. So thank you, Ken. I appreciate this. Let's this, see if I can get it. This is a good one. The song "Tonight, Tonight, Tonight" yeah was used for the marketing campaign of what beer company in the nineteen eighties? Remember and and what brand? Okay, not oh, okay. just not not the brewery, but this is a this is one of their one that of their brands. All right, two one five two six three. WMMR, let's see if you know the answer, because I did not know this one. I remember it now that I saw the answer, but let's see if you got it. 215-263-WMMR. Do you have an answer, Steve? I don't. Okay. I, I remember the commercial, but I don't remember the brand of beer. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we'll go through the birthdays today, Friday, May 7th. Uh, Tracy Lords, the actress, the porn star, ex-porn star, underage porn star. Uh, and that's why all her stuff had to be... It was, it was technically it was child pornography. She was like 16, 17 years old. We interviewed her one time. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, so mm-hmm. there's all that stuff that's pertaining to that is complex and weird. But the truth of the matter is she actually acted in a couple of things and she was very good in them. Yeah. And I watched the original movie Blade over the weekend, Preston. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, and she's in the beginning sequence and she's a vampire and she's really good. She was in Tommyknockers yes. and uh, Crybaby. Crybaby, and, yeah. <clears throat> a few things. Yeah, she's 53 today. Amy Heckerling, who brought us, uh, directed uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That was my school. There you go. <laughs> so good. And uh, Clueless as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. Uh, she is 67 today. And speaking of Clueless, is Clueless, it's also Brecken Meyer's oh, birthday. Hey. Your best buddy, Words with Friends case. Who was in that movie, yep. Yeah, we haven't played in a while. Yeah. Yeah, he just went away. Is he um, falling off the radar? Well, he's he's falling off the words of friends radar. All right. Yeah. Uh Road Trip was a great movie that he was in and uh he is forty seven years old. He's 
very short. He is very I've short. Seen him, but uh, he's very charismatic. He's great. Yeah, I love the guy. I saw him uh, on an episode of The Wonder Years. So The Wonder Years is now streaming on like Netflix. Oh, or whatever. It's, okay, cool. And uh, and so I went back and I watched it, and there was this one episode where they're, uh, I guess, they're drinking beer in a cave. It's in like one of the first two or three episodes, and I was like, hang on a second. That's child Brecken Meyer right <laughs> yeah, there. Yes. Yeah. And he's not much taller. Last birthday I saw is an actor named Alexander Ludwig. I had to look him up. Uh he was he's on the show Vikings and uh in the Hunger Games he played like the alpha male from District One, like yeah. the really tough badass guy. Uh, lone survivor as well. He is uh, 29 years old today. Those are the only birthdays that I saw. kind of thin, but uh, every one of them, a stellar entertainer. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to this question, the song Tonight Tonight. Tonight was used for the marketing campaign of what beer company in the 1980s? And I will go to Nancy to see if she knows the answer. Hey, Nancy. Good morning. Good morning. So do you know what the uh, the beer company was that Tonight 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 was used for in the marketing campaign? That would be Michelob. You are correct. <laughs> Michelob is correct. Hang on the line, Nancy. Get your information, and we will give you a $150 Fogata Show gift card. You can try the new bone-in ribeye, a premium cut included as part of a Fogo full uh, churrasco service. And welcome to What's Next at Fogata Show. Make reservations uh, for Fogo in Center City and King of Prussia at Fogo.com. Do they even make Michelob anymore? <laughs> I think they I do. Oh, what, when I was in, when I was in my early twenties, yeah, there's Mick Ultra. Like yeah. that was yeah. I know there's Mick Ultra. Yeah. But but in my in my younger twenties, when we wanted to splurge, yeah, when we wanted Michelob was your... we wanted to buy the good stuff. Yeah, because it was more expensive. Yeah, it yeah. has fancy looking bottle. Too. It was their premier. It was, sure. was uh, Anheuser Busch. I grew up in St. Louis, so we drank Anheuser Busch products because yeah. the brewery's right there. And so that was your that was your premium beer that My to get. Mother drank two beers, Michelob, and I think it was Pabst. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 Pabst Blue Pabst Ribbon. Blue Ribbon. Pabst yeah. would win the gold medal at the uh, Great American Beer Festival, Great American yeah. Beer yeah. Festival every year. Yeah. All right. Anyhow, I'll do some research a little bit later on. Yeah, it looks like they make. A few different ones, but I don't think they make the straight up. Uh, make That's them. wild. They make it, but I think they just market all the other ones a lot more. Okay. All right. So a TikTok user has gone viral for posting a message from a celebrity match on Raya, which is this celebrity dating site. Yes. And uh, there was one that happened earlier in the week. We didn't get a chance to play the audio. I'm going to play an audio, some of it uh, from that. And uh, this originally the the Ben Affleck one that we're going to play. Uh, was a woman named Naveen J gained notoriety notoriety for posting a video of Affleck, who was uh, asking why he or she had uh, not right. responded or something along those lines. Sure, uh, and this was, I think, just to prove that it was actually right. Him. She, she passed, thinking of so. But it is the, it is a celebrity site. People are have to be sort of vetted a little bit uh, before they go on to it. But he made the uh, the inquiry, and she, uh, you know, passed on him, and he, he's basically saying, no, it really was me. Yeah, here we go. Naveen, why did you unmatch me? It's me. Oh, and wow. it really is him. You see the video of him. So now there's one with, with Matthew Perry. Yes. So this 20-year-old girl, Kate Harrelson, shared a clip. Uh, and uh, let, let's play this first, because I have not heard this. I have no idea what the context is. Here we go. Do you always play with your hair this much? <laughs> Um, I guess so, yeah. All right, so, yeah. 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 I guess so, yeah. yeah. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, let's, uh, what? Hang on. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> let's do that again. Do you always play with your hair this much? <laughs> um, I guess so, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're about to party from the show. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So now we'll discuss here in a second. Yeah, we will. So, so this girl, Harrelson, said... Uh, a lot of people were saying I'm a bully and mean for posting this, and it made me feel kind of bad. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of guys in Hollywood are uh, talking to all these young girls, and it's something that I think a lot of people should be aware of. No. 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 no, no. Yes. This is not cool at all. L- listen. Uh, l- you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, my, my feelings are all over the place on this. It was, first off, I think it was a year ago that it happened, this, this exchange. Uh, he had just gotten on Rye. R- I don't know how they are presented. If it says 19 years old or whatever in the, in the, in the bio, I don't know what the interface is like. So the case could be made if he's 51, he should have passed, I think at the time, you know, certainly passed on that. I think there's a point in the conversation in which she says, yeah, yeah, as old as my father. Well, yeah, she claims at one point during the conversation he made her uncomfortable uh, by asking if he was older than her dad. He is, but only by one year. One year, yeah. And that made her feel uncomfortable? Harrelson, who posted the video on her TikTok account, uh, ended up taking the video down within less than 24 hours of posting because she, quote, did feel a little bit bad because yeah. the Friends actor was a really nice guy, she said. Hey, what's on that? So all this is really <laughs> is a 20-year-old who wants to get notoriety and get yeah. more followers on her TikTok. That's exactly it. And, and that's what a lot of people are pointing come out. On, man. Uh, it know, happened a while ago. It, is it a little creepy? Yeah. The exchange is a little creepy? Yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's exactly right, Preston. How, how come all of a sudden it ends up on TikTok? Yeah, by the way, she's uh, blonde, gorgeous, big lips, big blue eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she took it down yesterday. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> but I kept all the followers. <laughs> So you know, but if you're if you're doing these um, these dating sites or whatever it may be, and I mean, there should be a little bit of um, what, what are you what are you paying for? Yeah, what, exactly. are you, what are you paying Privacy, for right? if you're not paying for that? Do you know what the monthly charge is for Ryan? I no. thought it was seven dollars and ninety cents. Shut up, seven ninety nine. Seven dollars and ninety nine cents for for a month. The whole thing of it is, is that on the on the on the inside, when you opt in, you're supposed to be invited by pre by members already. You're sort of vetted that way. I was I was thinking there was some prohibitive cost yeah. that made it something that said, okay, no one's going to do this unless yeah. they're they're really up there. Wow, it's eight, eight bucks a month. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's cheaper than my Disney Plus. <laughs> Well, yeah. oh, you got to get the bundle. And man. Preston, I know, I know. this is you're getting Ben Affleck, Matthew Perry level stars yeah, yeah. that are on this. Yeah. What are the I have female a friend stars? Who's on it? Oh, really? Yeah, and um, yeah. I don't yeah. know if she's ever been like. Con- I don't know exactly how it works, but I don't know if she's ever been like connected with you know a real star. Well, the thing is, is that that's I've always heard of this, and we've heard of this since it began. As okay. You want to know where the celebrities go when they want their own site? This is where it is. And apparently it is. But I always assumed there was more to it than just your Disney Plus. It's included with Hulu? Yeah. All right. Well, anyhow, I'm sure more will come uh, from this service. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, There's a follow-up story. Kim Kim Kardashian denies buying an ancient Roman artifact that the U.S. government is attempting to return to Italy. (laughs) We spoke about this yesterday. Uh, According to a lawsuit obtained by TMZ, a statue dating back uh, to 1st or 2nd century Rome was shipped to the U.S. in 2016. The paperwork listed Kim Kardashian, uh, Noel Roberts Trust as the importer of the artwork. A representative, though... Uh, for Kim, denies that she made the deal, and sources tell the outlet that uh, he per- that the purchases were made by her estranged husband, Kanye. Uh-huh. 
as part of a larger shipment of artwork. I think that makes a little more sense uh, because I could see him buying gigantic statues. Yes. Uh, the federal government <laughs> is working to retrieve uh, the piece because Italian officials determined the statue is cultural treasure that was essentially looted from an archaeological site. So. About a statue that has no arms. <laughs> um, all right. Okay. All right. Okay. I know she means well, okay, but Eva, <laughs> Eva Mendez wrote a candid Instagram post on Thursday with some wise words for anyone who feels insecure about the way they look. She's flawless. Uh, yeah. She's yeah. flawless. Mm. The 47-year-old actress shared a shot from a 2003 film, uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, with a caption that said, I remember seeing this photo back then and thinking my face looked weird and that my bone structure was odd, yada, yada. Uh, you know all those insecurities that a 26-year-old can have. Yeah. Meanwhile, 20 years later, and now I wish I still had that weird face and odd bone structure. And she said, "What is my? why is this my point? I'm not sure. Maybe it's if you have a photo of yourself, wait 20 years and then you'll love it. So Yeah, there's this saying that goes uh, something like, uh, you know, I wish I was as uh, skinny as I was when I thought... when no, I, I first wish I it. was as fat as... No, wait. I wish, no, I wish I was as skinny, skinny as I was when I first thought I was fat. Right. <laughs> Something like that. Right, right. I know. But you're right on the. Listen, and you're, you're, you, it's your own reality. You can't say to someone you can't feel that way. But Jesus Christ. I know, I know. Like I said, I, I mean, it, it I all, it's just the c- complete converse. It's like she was worried. I'm, I'm 10 times worse than I thought I, I was. I know. Like I said, I know she means well, yeah. but she's just. She's perfect. No. Yeah. So, I'm I, sorry. I, I, yeah. yeah. Like Rocky Dennison's going, I show you the point. All right. So a gal we love now who we have got to get on this show, Kate Winslet. She yes. invited to my barbecue, guys. I just uh, decided. But well, anyway. We want her on the show. <laughs> uh, from Mayor of Easttown, was being interviewed recently, said that she fully embraced Pennsylvania culture for her role as Mayor Sheehan. Uh, she said that she decided to dis- to subscribe to the Delco Times. Oh, my God. I used to deliver that newspaper. I know you did. And <laughs> she did that to better understand her character. This is before she even came here, okay? And so she was doing her research, and one thing she noticed while reading it every day was that there was a whole lot of articles mentioning a place called Wawa. <laughs> Winslet quickly found herself incredibly intrigued. She said it was... Almost like a mythical place. Wawa, she said. And by the time I got there, she said, I was like, it's real. Walking into a Wawa ultimately ultimately felt like I was. it was kind of an honor in a funny way because to me, she says this, Casey, the quote, that was the heart of Delco. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's right. And she is calling it Delco. Correct. Yes, yeah, she is. So to and, and Casey's had a crush on her for ever since Titanic. I've known you. Ever since yeah. Titanic and, and and crush on Wawa. Yeah. So she said to finally walk through the door of a Wawa. She said, "I don't know why I felt like, oh yes, I'm here. I belong. This is where it's at." Jack, draw Wawa. me like your. Wawa. These are direct quotes. What's that? Jack, draw me like your Wawa. Uh, um, yeah, it's awesome. Have you started watching the show at all, Preston? No. All right. Uh, it, let, you can let it, it wrap up, and then it'll. It, it's only going to be like six episodes, I think. I think that's what I'll do. I'll <laughs> yeah, let it yeah. finish, and then I'll, I'll use it as my exercise I'll, show. I'll tell you what. It is, and Kathy and uh, Casey, you're well, well watching it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I watched yes. the latest. So the, uh, it, is, it is a murder mystery and a soap opera all at once, because yeah. you have everybody's got some something going on, Preston. Yeah, yeah I haven't watched it yet either. I, I can't wait. I will at some point. But Casey, at this point, it's got to be like, she's the perfect woman. I mean, mm-hmm. it's Delco. I mean, wah, wah. My, my wife is the perfect woman. Well, I mean, yeah. okay. The right. perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah. Perfect English woman. Yes, yeah. there you go. 
Uh, although Winslet said she mainly ordered coffee at Wawa. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's the coolest cool. order ever. It's okay, baby. Her mayor of Easttown. It's okay, baby. <laughs> we can get coffee. Oh, my God. Um, her mayor of Easttown co-star, Evan Peters, decided to dabble in Wawa's hoagie selection. I like him, too. He's really good in the show. Yeah. And by the way, I was there last night. Roast pork is back at Wawa. <laughs> it's back at Wawa. I think Kate Winslet needs to come back for that. Yes. Winslet said that Peters would say, oh, you've got to try the gobbler. And she said it was this gigantic sub, basically. <laughs> and then she corrected herself. Yeah. She said, or hoagie, this huge hoagie. It's basically a Thanksgiving meal and a hoagie. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah. I just eat that thing and I pass out. Oh, my God. This is hilarious. And she said, I'd be like, I'm not surprised. I am not surprised, Evan. So she mm. is. Uh, she loves Wawa, man. That is it, it's, We've got to make an interview happen. She's got to talk to us here, the Preston and Steve right, show. We, we have a relationship with the writer, right? Yeah, I mean, I emailed Brad last right. week, and he's on it. And so Brad, yeah. Ing- Brad Inglesby um, is a, an old family friend. He's trying on our behalf. He had a really nice time when he when he was on with us a few weeks back. Um, he knows Kate. Right now, she's not apparently doing a lot of interviews. Mm-hmm. So um, this is we're playing the long game on this. Right, one. No, it's okay as long as we work it. I believe it'll happen at some point. What I would really like is for her to be our special guest at the barbecue, right, Kate? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good call too. Backstage, <laughs> hanging out with Jackie Bam Bam. She needs to hear about Casey. That'll yeah. bring it around. Yeah, she's got to hear about this this young boy who is uh, yeah. this lifelong or this very very long, you know. Um, infatuation with her, not in a creepy Ooh, way. Now it's not creepy. No, yeah, no, 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 no. We won't bad. use the word infatuation. Could be the appreciation. New case from uh, case from Delco. Yeah. Tell her that I'm dying because <laughs> that usually works. Yeah. He's, he's on make works. a wish, and it's not Tell like Tell her that I'm dying. Well, I mean, we all are, right? So <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. It is true. You know, yeah. so it's not a a lie. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> moving on. This is, is a great story. Casey sent us this video yesterday. This press conference was hilarious. Jake Paul. Finally got a taste of what it's like to fight a real boxer. On Thursday afternoon, Paul got into a brawl with Floyd Mayweather, and it's pretty funny. He randomly decided to steal his hat. He tried yeah. to steal. He did steal Floyd Mayweather's hat, and they're doing the face-off thing, you know, which is standard for a boxing uh, press event. Right. And they're face-to-face, and they're, they're, uh, they're smack-talking, and Jake reaches out and takes his baseball hat, and it's really funny because yeah. you can hear him going, I got, I, I got your hat, I got your hat, I got your hat, I got your hat. It was, Casey, I laughed out loud at that. I, listen, I thought it was really funny. I don't really I your care hat. for the Paul brothers, <laughs> but that happened. I was like, okay, I, I hate you a little less now. It was, it was funny. So after the brawl, Paul had a black eye and a broken tooth oh in a video God, up, uploaded, uploaded later. Yeah. He he claims, and I believe it, that uh, one of the bodyguards hit him, not yeah. Floyd himself. The, the bodyguards at those things are really, yeah. they, they get in between everybody. So realize, in any of these situations, you, got your hat. you have the <laughs> professional boxer, the legendary fighter, who protects that guy? Yeah, So yeah, yeah. you know what you're dealing with when the bodyguards are around. This is yep. so stupid. Oh, this it's so great. Listen, this could not be. Be better for the promoters. Oh, oh my God, yeah. Yeah. could yeah. not be oh. better. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Floyd called him later and go, "Yo, Let's dude, that was this. really great." Uh, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, uh, that's going to make us a couple more million. Yep. Look at the, the number of cameras and phones. And, oh yeah, and people getting footage of this is right. astounding. It happened when stuff like this happens. Even when something that was a little bit more authentic, which was the uh, the Conor McGregor freakout outside the bus. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. that. 
in this environment, in that adds to your your potential yeah. earning power. Yep. You know that Jake Paul also got a tattoo afterwards that says, got your hat? No. Yeah. Yesterday? <laughs> Yesterday, yeah. Are Apparently, it's, it's, it's a, a small one. See, if, if, if you don't mind, if you can find the audio of that, because uh, I would like to play that, because it, it, the way he's just going, I got your hat, I got your hat. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's pretty funny. So Logan is the one actually fighting Floyd, right? No. no. I believe he is. I think Jake Logan Paul, Paul is fighting oh, it's Floyd. Jake Paul takes Floyd Mayweather's hat at event that for brother Logan Paul's fight. Yeah, so really, so Jake was there to sort of drum up um, publicity. I've lost track, yeah, I've lost yeah. track of who's who. You're right to do that because it's not a waste of. I mean, it is a total waste of your time and energy. But um, so Lo, so Jake is doing a good job at hyping Logan's fight. Okay. All right. Uh, yes, he did get the tattoo press. If you would look here, it just <laughs> says "Gotcha hat." Gotcha hat. Oh, that's funny. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll have that in a second. But I have a couple other things to get to. Uh, let's go. Army Hammer has been spotted for the first time since a woman named Effie accused him of rape in March. According Ugh. to Page Six, the "Call Me by Your Name" actor was spotted dining at Makuba on Grand Cayman uh, with two older people and three uh, uh, two older people and three other women. It says. Uh, Hammer's estranged wife, Elizabeth Chambers, has been in the Cayman Islands with their two children um, at, since the start of the pandemic. So, you know, he's there to be with them. Uh, Kayla Cuoco would definitely be open to some sort of reunion show with her Big Bang Theory castmates. Uh, she told E! News, it does, it, it does still feel like yesterday that we wrapped. I think everyone is kind of trying out their new paths and seeing what the next project is. And I'm excited to see how everyone flourishes. However... Uh, she says she wants to wait a few years, but she's still in touch with her castmates. It just ended. It I just know. ended. They're already I talking know. about a reboot. Mayim Balik, right? That's how you pronounce it. Blossom yep. was talking about uh, a reboot. Um, but they, she's actually, I guess, in all... Well, no, they're actually all doing things. So no one's hurting. And they could clearly, clearly live the rest of their oh, lives yeah. on the Big Bang Theory money. Yep. No problem. Yep. Uh, Steve pointed this out to me yesterday. Sad news. And he's kind of an obscure actor, but maybe you know who he is. Um, Frank McRae, uh, who was in a bunch of movies, uh, appeared in films such as License to Kill and Last Action Hero and one of our all-time favorites, Used Cars. Used Cars. Uh, passed away. He had a heart attack. He was 80 years old. He's a really big gentleman. He was, he was this imposing-looking character, but he could pull off some great comedy. In Last Action Hero case, he is the police captain. Oh! The one who's always doing it Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And Steve, in 48 hours, he's the police captain in that Yes, as that's well. right. So he's, yeah. the, he's the guy that uh, Nick Nolte is always you know, yeah. yelling back and forth at. He plays a, a typical grizzled, you know, yeah. police captain. Uh, so he appeared in more than 40 films during his uh, three-decade-long career. Uh, he was uh, six and a half feet tall. <laughs> Uh, corner the market on tough guy characters in films like uh, Big Wednesday to 48 Hours, even in National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 2. <laughs> but also is well known for playing uh, James Bond ally Sharky in the 1989 spy flick License to Kill. Yeah, he's great. Uh, he also memorably be, uh, appeared, like Steve said, in Last Action Hero. Uh, before acting, he had a brief stint in the NFL. He played defensive tackle for the Chicago Bears and the Rams as well. He had a great sense of humor for a guy who looked that imposing. Yeah. He was wonderful. And Used Cars yeah. is one of our favorite movies, I think uh, Steve and I. One of Robert Zemeckis's first oh. films. Oh, it's yeah. so funny. Uh, the late actor survived by his son, Marcellus, and his uh, grandchildren, Camden, Jensen, and Holden. Uh, Marissa found that audio. Let me play this real quick. Of uh, It's Jake Paul or Logan Paul. That's Jay. One of the Paul. Jake Paul. Here we go. Say, this is great when he takes his hat. You'll hear him. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Yes, sir. Get the pet work for this book. Get, get Al Hammond. Absolutely. Let me call Al Hammond. Let me call Al Hammond. I'm my own boss. I'm my own boss. One night. Got your hat. 
It's like got your nose. Yeah, it's the really, yeah, yeah. uh, same thing, but he, he, he keeps saying it. Got your hat. Got your hat. Got your hat. Got your hat. Yep. He's like an eighth grader, man. Uh, totally. Yeah. I, I'm on my own one night. Got your hat. Oh. Got your hat. Got your hat. Got your hat. <laughs> Got your hat. Actually, it was Got a great hat. move. I don't. I don't know where. Yeah, like again, I, I agree with you, Case. It it it, it sort of cuts back. I can I for some reason I find myself loathing both of them now because yeah. of all this. But but that does. Okay, all right. Let me let me think about this a little bit because it's so stupid. Yeah. That uh, I'm drawn yeah. stu- to to uh, stupidity. It was it was a great yeah. move. Uh, Owen Wilson has been cast in the upcoming action comedy Secret Headquarters. Wow, he'll be wow. good. Yeah, wow. uh, the fifty-one-year-old actor is set to play an unknown role in the movie from co-directors uh, Henry Joost and uh, or Jost. I'm not sure if you pronounce it that way. Ariel Shulman. Uh, the plot follows a kid who discovers the secret headquarters of the world's most powerful superhero hidden beneath his home and must defend it with his group of friends when villains attack. All right. Owen will uh, also be seen in Disney Plus's Loki series. He's playing a character called Mobius M. Mobius. Well, it looks good. looks and really good. also be in Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch. So he's got several things coming up. France. Wow. <laughs> Uh, the latter is the upcoming, uh, the, the French Dispatch, upcoming post-World War II drama in which Owen will portray journalist uh, Herb St. Uh, Zazerac. Uh, the star-studded cast boasts Bill Murray, Francis McDormand, Tilda Swinton, Adrian Brody, Bob Balaban, Benicio Del Toro, and Timothy Chalamet. That's pretty loaded. He, he can do drama and yeah. do it very well. The thing is, is I, I, I like him so much as a likable in you know character in lighter fare. Uh, that sometimes it takes a little bit of work to remember, oh, yeah, he can be a dramatic actor. Yeah. Uh, Owen will also has Marry Me with Jennifer Lopez on the way in <laughs> 2022. They... <laughs> <laughs> the singer and actress will play a pop star who marries a stranger who was Owen after finding out her fiancé has cheated on her. Uh, the pair met after the singer holds a "Marry Me" sign at uh, one of her concerts. So that's how that happened. He is in one of the deadly, guaranteed "Make Me Cry My Eyes Out" movies, Marley and Me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but it's not the first time that he and Jennifer uh, Lopez have worked together. Wow! Uh, they appeared in the 1997 horror Anaconda together. Yes, that's right. With the likes of Ice Cube and John Voight. John Voight chews up the scenery in that movie. So they will. Uh, they will be together in that movie. Uh, and then one last thing. Uh, let me see. Yeah, we'll go with this one. Um, Borat, subsequent movie film star Sarah B- uh, Sasha Baron Cohen will receive the Comic Genius Award at the 2021 MTV Movie and Award Show. Uh, according to the network, the trophy honors an actor uh, who has made incomparable contributions to the world of comedy and has uh, provided a major influence through their work. Previous recipients include Melissa McCarthy, Kevin Hart, and Will Ferrell, so they can give that to him. Steve, did you see the Trial of Chicago 7? Yes. Yeah, he I loved is, it. He's great. He he's very good. Fantastic. Yeah, that. he's great, and it's a great Aaron Sorkin script, and he's, it's, uh, he's yeah. Just a, he's a solid actor. He is. Period. And, and um, so, like, you know, he he was the original consideration for Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And he probably could have pulled that off. Could have done off. it, yeah, yeah. I, was, I remember reading that early on and going, come on, man, Borat is right. Freddie Mercury? Yeah. But I like the, rock. Uh, the, the dude has—he's uh, got some serious acting chops. So um, yeah, they're going to give him that uh, comedy award, though. All right, we're ready for—is it mystery clips? I think it's mystery. Or is clips. it this? 
All right, movies first? Yeah, yes. movies, okay. movies first. It's me every time. All right, one movie. It's good. The Wrath of Man. Uh, it stars uh, Jason Statham, Holt uh, McElhaney, who we're going to talk to later on, uh, and Josh Hartnett. Uh, mysterious and wild-eyed, a new security guard for a cash truck surprises his co-workers when he unleashes precision skills during a heist. Uh, the crew is left wondering who he is and where he came from. Soon, the marksman's ultimate motive becomes clear as he takes dramatic and irrevocable steps to settle a score. Uh, it is an hour and 58 minutes long. It's rated R in theaters today. A wide release. Uh, Rotten Tomato score gives it a 70% so far. So this is actually a remake of a movie called Cash Truck and uh, with uh, Guy Ritchie, who is great uh, directing, uh, and he's worked with Jason Statham before. It looks looks like it's going to be good. All right. We are ready for our clips now because that's all that. And they are not a mystery. Uh-huh. I had the information right uh-huh. here. Sorry. Ooh. Ready to play. In the new film, The Resort, uh, four friends take a trip uh, to Hawaii, hoping uh, to lurk around a famous abandoned resort. But things turn ugly once they finally reach their destination. In this clip, and you never would have gotten this, nope. Brock, Brock O'Hearn <laughs> no, never yeah, describes fan. the strange vibes on the set. Here we go. The resort itself was like, it's. it felt like its own ecosystem of just what the heck is going on in here when what's going to happen like it feel like anything could happen at any moment so i mean you wake up and you look outside and the in you know the water's there and it's you're in beautiful hawaii the weather's perfect and then you go to the resort and you're there till three four five in the morning and you're like this place is creepy shut the f- uh, the resort is now streaming on amazon and prime video yeah i watched the trailer it actually does look pretty good on the next clip here we go here today redefines the meaning of love and trust between two friends who walk different paths of life. And in this clip, Billy Crystal. Is this uh, the famous Billy Crystal? Because it's spelled B-I-L-L-I-E. No, that's that's Billy's goes with a Y. It's just misspelled. It's Billy Crystal's. It is movie. Billy Crystal. Yeah. Okay, talks about his inspiration for this film. Here we go. But I was dealing with a relative who was a, a wonderful novelist, and she was um, had early onset of dementia. And she told me one day because I was taking care of her, she says, "I'm I'm I'm losing my words. I'm losing my words." And I thought, how profound. That's a really good story. Shut the. F- here today is now showing in select theaters. Wow. Okay. That sounds like a heavy movie. It sure does. Uh, and that's all I have for you this morning in the Entertainment Report. I had more, but I could have gotten to it. But we're out of time, folks. <laughs> we got stuff. We got things to do. We got to make sure you have ample opportunity to win some stuff, including money this morning with yeah. Preston Steve Money Clip, including MM Barbecue tickets, including tickets for the Eggs with Peg party at Keenan's coming up on Friday, May 28th. And we got to get you some beer, which we're going to do right now. Woo! We'll take caller number Woo! 15 at 215-263. Come on, give, give me the big uh. one, Steve. <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Giving you a case of Stella. Hey, Stella. Hey, Stella. Stella. Caller 15. Your table is ready in the life of Artois. Hey, Stella. Uh, see you soon for a Stella Artois draft at uh, Tavola's Restaurant. And Ooh, hey. at Spring- Stella. Springfield Country Club in Delaware County. Open to the public daily for lunch, dinner, and outdoor dining. So give us a call right now. 15, you get that. We're also going to have on the program today some guests. We will have, like I said earlier, Holt uh, McEl- uh, McCallany, 
uh, Wrath of Man. We have uh, comedian Chappelle Lacey. And Dave Navarro yeah. of Jane's Addiction is giving us a buzz at 10 a.m. And that's when the MMRBQ tickets go on sale. So we're excited for that. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Why are you calling, Wanda? 93.3 WMMR presents... Because I won five... Sean! Preston and Steve's Money Clips. Wanda, you're our money winner? Yes, I am, baby. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your money clip. You won $500? Yes! (laughs) I am excited. Up to seven times a day. Weekdays. I'm so happy. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you. See official rules and details at WMMR.com. Can I get some ice cream and dessert with you? Oh, you definitely can. <laughs> Sponsored by Hyundai City, South Jersey's official Hyundai headquarters. Smooches! Smooches! All right. 93.3 WMMR. Man, y'all rock, brother. Man, love y'all guys. All right, congratulations, Drake. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that is so cool. Everything that rocks. Uh, a couple days ago, we were talking about, you know, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates splitting up and, and uh, you know, they, they put out a, an official statement and everything. We'd also mentioned there was this other story about uh, the woman he had dated before and uh, Winblad. It's well known that they were, you know, in love and everything. Yes. And uh, yeah. he had actually asked for her blessing to marry Melinda and yeah. she gave it. So they were that close, even though they weren't romantically involved uh, any longer. And one of the things that was interesting out of that story, and we had said it briefly, was that he had told Melinda and had made an agreement that one weekend a year he would do a vacation getaway with Anne. No. Uh, there was a place, I think it was in the Outer Banks that yes, she had you're right. and that they would go to. Uh, she had a, a beach cottage and they would hang out for the weekend. And Melinda <laughs> was cool with this and allowed him to do that. Now, when you'd said that, and I did a little bit more reading, the Daily Mail had something uh, on the whole arrangement. It was a lot more like, hey, I'm going to go do this thing. It was like, no, this this has to be. This is like, like we are... This, this yeah, we would, have to be in a, This in would agreement. be a deal breaker if this is not something I can have. Mm-hmm. What? So, yeah. So, so it's not like, hey, by the way, the guy, you know, I'm going to get together with the guys. We're going to... No. Without this, no marriage. Right. Uh, so yeah, they would, uh, they would apparently, they would hang out. It says, uh, they would ride dune buggies, hang glide, walk on the beach. Uh, Bill had said in an interview, they would play putt putt while discussing biotechnology. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause she was a, she's an intellectual and, uh, I'm going to discuss biotechnology all over your back. I can't uh, believe she was okay with it too. What's that? I can't believe she was okay with Melinda? it too. No, the girlfriend. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, if if they really had a thing going on, uh, yeah, there was some kind of an arrangement. I, listen, he was in a long-term relationship with, uh, reading the article, too, uh, a lot of the people in that sphere um, said that he was more um, attached to her. They were more oh, wow. the, 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 the prior girlfriend. So I don't know the dynamics, and you're only hearing hearsay. Yeah, why, but would they, why would they break up in the first place? Why would they break up in the first place if that yeah. was the case? Yeah. So, uh, but... Uh, yeah, it was wild, and and it you know there was um, there used to be a, there was a, a Broadway comedy called Same Time Next Year. Yeah, it was, and it was made into a movie. Yeah, and uh, that kind of arrangement always blows my mind. So I met a group of people one time. It was early on. It may have been that very first year we started working here, two thousand five, and uh, we went to it was the uh, cardboard classic, and we would go down and stay the night before. 
and so I went to Shenanigans, which is the local, you know, hotspot uh, party club in uh, that right. that area near Jack Frost. And I met this group of people, and they told me uh, there there was a, a couple of guys and a couple of girls. And none of these people were married to each other. They were married to other people. All of them. Wow. And that they would meet every year. They had a weekend in the Poconos. And they were flat out telling me, yes, we cheat on our spouses what? with these people. So cheating they, implies. They, they flat out did it. The other parties had the other parties no idea. don't know. Yep. Wow. And they, they wow. told me that. I asked them all about it. But it's Steve, it was same time next year. Same time next year. It was their plan. They got together and they did it. And they were really open in telling me about it. Which was pretty wild. But <laughs> hey, was, could you mention it on yeah. the air? I do. There are so many people that are not going to be allowed to go to Carver Classic anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm curious. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I'm curious who has arrangements. Maybe not necessarily in knowing that that knowing for sure that they're going to be with this other person. But but uh, hey, I have to have this every year. You've got to let me do this. You got to let me go and. Let's just not discuss what goes on there. You know, could what I mean? you could wow. you have a, could you have a relationship like that where? And again, I'm I'm not passing judgment. If it works for you, that's great. I would find it hard to say, you know, honey, you go ahead, go away with the basketball team, and uh, whatever you do is what you do. Well, there's go an interesting. <laughs> There's an interesting Black Mirror episode. Yeah, with um, Anthony Mackie. Yeah, with yeah. Anthony uh, oh, Mackie. Yeah. And he, not to get into too much detail, but he kind of has this relationship. It's a unique relationship. You need to see the episode with another man, even though he's married uh, uh, to his wife, who he loves. And they eventually come to an arrangement where he has one weekend where he goes and does this thing with this guy. And she, in turn, who initially had no interest in being with other people, but because he had this thing... She was allowed to go and take off her wedding band and go for a weekend and find who she wants to. And yeah. And so they, they had to because he was so... Right. Uh, it was so... Uh, um it was something he needed. It was to ingrained do. in him, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I know somebody like that. It's not talked about, and it's not agreed upon. It's not technically agreed upon. They've never discussed this, but she knows every year he goes away and he he goes to this specific location every year. I think Great he, Wolf Lodge. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think he goes with like. I want to say like one other person, like okay. it's it's another guy or whatever. But but it is known that that's what they're doing when they go away and they find chicks and they sleep with them and and it's every single year and it's not the same person every year. They're not going to somebody else, okay. you know, the, right? So it's it's different people. It's whoever just they can screwing be, around, just screwing around, and, and, and it's a don't ask, don't tell with with his wife. Yes, and she knows, and every she knows year it. Don't, that that's it. what's happening, and and it happened for years, and then finally after like a real. Really long time, years and years. She was like, you know what? Well, if you're doing it, then I want to do it. Oh. And so now she goes away with one other person, and they do the same thing. All right. Whoa. So she, she confided in you this? Um, she doesn't she necessarily know that else. I know, but okay. I do. Wow. Yeah. See, <laughs> Kathy was away on her weekend and oh. ran, and in. ran into her. Oh. <laughs> You're here, too? It's great. The Continental Breakfast is amazing. To me, that seems Kathy more like a recipe for disaster because hey, listen, because of, well, well sorry, because yeah. of the dishonesty. Like I, I right. think Steve, to your point earlier, like if if both people are on the same page on it yeah. and it works for them, yeah, that to me seems like it can work forever. Who right? am I? Who am I to say? Right. If, for me, I would find um, 
I don't know. I it's just, but I've heard of this kind of thing. You know, well, and here you there was a, there was a meme going around the other day, uh, and I, I mentioned it to you, Preston. It was if Jeff Bezos. And Bill Gates can't keep a woman right. happy. What are we supposed to do? <laughs> I know a woman who is uh, comfortable with being the uh, the other woman. Okay, so she is uh, not married. Her husband she she got divorced a long time ago, and she is now the other woman in a relationship with a with a married man. Yeah, and the married man and his wife are okay with that arrangement. So it's basically, it's it's a thruple. <laughs> to me, it seems like the same sort of mentality, or no, this is probably probably sort of degrading. I don't mean it to be that. But there's maybe something that's similar to someone who marries somebody in prison. Like, you, like I know I know the parameters. I know where they are. I know yeah. where they are. Yeah. Yeah. I know what the deal is, you know? Um, Nick, so just real quick to comment on what you said. Yes, in my life and probably your life, that would be a disaster. It, it would never work out. But I'm telling you, they've she been doing better it. be clean. No, but they've been doing it for so long that huh. like they're still married. They still live a normal. You would run into right. them on the street and be like, oh, what a cute, nice little couple. They seem so <laughs> friendly and in love. And they do like when you're with them, they're very loving. And yeah. And so so everything outwardly. Do you think that that's honest, like, behind closed doors? Do you think it's, hey, it's yeah, awesome? I, you know what? I mean, from what I know, behind closed doors, yeah. like, with with their very close friends, that they are, they're pretty happy. Do you know what this, if, if Rochelle and I had this arrangement, I would come back every year from that weekend frustrated because I couldn't get laid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Like, God, so damn hard. And she'd be there, she'd be like, she'd be like God damn, I'm tired. <laughs> I am, I am white. How'd you do? Oh, I did great. I need a vacation from a vacation. I did great. I mean, I took awesome. all, I took my best clothes, yeah. my money, I wore cologne. I worked out for months Chris, before that. I gotta be honest, I was in the driveway when I had my first. It just didn't stop. God, that would be. Ah, yeah, me too. This was a bad idea. What's that movie? There's another movie with the, uh, um. Uh, it's the pass. I think it's the whole pass is the name of it. Yes, where, where, yes right? And Jenna oh, Fisher yeah. at the end right. realizes she's the one. It's actually with Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. And uh, she realizes she's the one who wants and needs the hall pass. And Jason Sudeikis? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and it's an interesting concept. I yeah. mean, I think we talked about it on the show. Steve, that uh, movie, same time next year, I actually read a book that referenced that, and that's what the whole entire book was about. Was about yeah. that. I, yeah, to me, I, I, I'm, I'm made of mentally much weaker stuff. To, I, I don't think I could handle that. I'd rather have someone say, listen, there... Or I don't know. I need to lay down, Preston. It's yeah. it's hard to you know to wrap your mind around stuff like this. Uh, if you want to share a story, two one five two six three WMMR. We had a guy named Dave who was on the line. He is hung up. I don't know why, oh, but, he, but he had an arrangement to go to. I think he had said, "What was it? A football weekend, college football game every year with one, yeah. a, a girl that I guess he's friends with, and his wife would allow him to do that." Uh, I've I have some you know a couple of female friends. Uh, who I wouldn't mind hanging out with just to go do something with, who's who's a bud of mine. I have a couple of them, Sandy and, and Melissa, who, you know, I stay in touch with from time to time. I'd love to go hang out with them. I, I do. I I could easily hang out with Sandy. a number of... With Sandy. Yeah. I met her when I was down in Australia. But the uh, there are... I have always had female friends that I've hung out with where there wasn't anything going on outside of that. Yeah. And I could do that now. And my wife would not be... Had have any problem with me but, hanging out with you know uh, these other women? But it's a stretch traveling and, and a whole weekend, and staying a weekend, romantic seaside location, right? Secluded, right? 
You know, yeah. folding chairs. No. <laughs> Do you think? Uh, no, no, you... I kid you not. If you go, if you look at the pictures inside oh, yeah. this billionaire's setup. Around the table, it's folding chairs. So I was going to ask, and you mentioned the billionaires. Do you think that money automatically changes the equation? I, you know, yes. You get to that level of wealth, and you're just like, screw it. You know, what What are we fighting for? You know, and ultimately, it led to their divorce, so maybe money doesn't protect them in the long run. But it, I would think, like, you get to that level of wealth, this type of arrangement is made more easily. I wonder also, listen, what 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 is the long weekend you know what's the what if what about it, it, not not simply going away for an extended period of time? What if you just I'm going to go out for a little bit, and you know it, it, having a don't ask don't tell sort of relationship. You know yeah. you're not going you're not going to another state for what it's just the, the amount of time spent that makes this different from the weekend. But if you're saying I'm going to go out for a couple hours and come back, and you're having a little dalliance. And, you know, there, there's this understanding, okay, go do what you need to do, and I'll do what I need to do. Nick, I think the money plays a large part because it becomes more tolerable for, I think, both women. That's what if, I mean. You know, like the, the mistress or whoever, the, the side piece is probably getting gifts and presents and is like, all right, do I want to give that up? And then the wife is saying, do, I'll just let him do what he wants so well, that I can. I'm living in a mansion. Yeah. You know, we could shower women with uh, Dunkin' gift cards. Exactly. <laughs> yes. 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 We get one a month. Yeah. Get Mal Cowper comes in. He's fueling our donuts anytime you want. Predatory <laughs> sexual habits. Right. It's going to be sick. I'm going to get a hand job off this one. Oh, my God. Dude. Woo! Dude. Dude. Mm-hmm. She loves crawlers. Get some sick sex off of this one. <laughs> I have a Dunkin' gift card for you. It's <laughs> sort of primo. Uh. Enjoy it. Oh my God! <laughs> oh dear God! Um, he's laughable. Yeah. Uh, let me go to Angela. She wants to share a story. Hey, Angela. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Angela? Oh, uh, well, you know, just lots of stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm actually calling because I am asexual and I'm completely open to this sort of stuff. And I had an experience one time with an ex because. Uh, being asexual, I don't know how much you know about it, but not necessarily always uh, sexually attractive to people, even if you're dating them. And um, I had an instance where I allowed him to, you know, go have some fun, and he came back absolutely emotionally distraught and just could not handle it whatsoever. Wow. A couple of questions, Angela. Asexual meaning that you don't don't really have any sexual activity, correct? Uh, Not necessarily. Not necessarily no sexual activity whatsoever. Um, I'm just not sexually attracted to people in general. I okay. like having sex. Yep. But it's just, uh, yeah, there's no sexual attraction. I got and, you. Uh, yeah, I know somebody like that. Okay. And so you were in a relationship, even though it wasn't really actively sexual, I guess. And he went off and he came back after. Why Why? Why was he upset when he came back? Uh, because he felt like he was cheating on me, even though oh. I gave him the whole Wow! So you give him, and and you're, uh, and that's the situation. You say, I'm, I just don't have the same drive that you do. Go off and have fun. You have blessing, and uh, you have my blessing. He comes back, and it still didn't mean anything. He was completely distraught. Exactly. Wow! Yeah. So, to, have you? Did you work on him, or did he, did he say, "That's it. I'm not doing this anymore." Anymore, and I tried to make it like a, a two-way street. You know what I mean? Not not necessarily that I was going to go out and have sex with anybody. <laughs> yeah. I, I tried to make it a two-way street, and he, he just absolutely lost his 
fine. That would have shot holes in your whole thing uh-huh. if you said, would it be better if I went off and had sex with other people? Hey, so, Angela, I want to ask you a question about your asexuality and how that works when you do have relations. I mean, is it, do you, is it more like, all right, well, I'm just, like, almost like I'm giving him a back scratch? Uh, I, I'm not necessarily, I don't really know what you mean. No, she right says she likes, ha- you, she likes having sex. She's just not sexually attracted to whoever it is that she's with, right, Angela? Right, yeah. And I don't necessarily have the same sex drive as normal people, quote-unquote normal people. It, it, sometimes it, it does not match up, and so that was the thing, and you're being very honest and trying to allow this guy you're with or are with to go do it, and it was too much. He couldn't see. I, I think there would be all that kicking in for me. The, that level of guilt, no matter how much I, you know. And besides, just in general, I, I don't want to. I, I, you know, to me, it's. And again, I'm not judging anybody who does, but yeah. uh, to me, it's like, uh, you know, I, 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 <laughs> I picked my wife. That's what I want. You know. All right. Yeah. Interesting. Thank you, Angela. We appreciate it. It is crazy. Yeah. All right, Have see you. you too. It would suck if you set up one of those arrangements, Preston, as you were saying earlier. Yeah, <laughs> and then you try. She's, she's got all sorts of, like, you know, traveling. She's just tired. Oh, I am beat. Uh, here's a text that uh, Nick just brought up. It says, no sad, bro. Friday. Good morning. I've uh, bartended since I've gotten out of the Marines in 02, and I've become a permanent side piece to some of my married bar customers. Wow. Gosh. It's amazing the amount of unhappy people. So I don't know if the person texting in is male or female. Uh, so, yeah, so they've, they've become a, a side piece of sorts. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if, if people want to call in, just say what you want to say on air, and then I'll repeat it in a disguised voice. Right. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, listen, if people had this arrangement, yeah. uh, well, they'd probably keep that secret uh, to themselves as well. But, uh, yeah, it might. It's, I would imagine it's a pretty rare thing to allow someone to go off, you know, have this arrangement where you can do this one uh, this weekend or whatever it may be. And even if it's not knowingly uh, that you're going to be with this other person, maybe it's just a mysterious thing that your spouse does. They, right. They, they want to go away and listen I got to go. This is just something I need to do, and you have to be cool with it. And um, go catch a Lancaster to look at flowers. And, and, um, <laughs> huh? And really? I have an arrangement. <laughs> it's going to be a while. Flowers out in Lancaster. I mean, I actually, with, with Bill Gates, I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't sexual. If it was, if they were just I like, would, like yeah. legit hang lining every week. Casey yeah. wouldn't surprise me either. Yeah. He's, he's kind of a quirky dude, yeah. and, and he may. It, it How may do you be, think this coffee maker works? Right. He may be. <laughs> really into she may be way smarter than uh, melinda and that kind of in a bizarre way is right is a, a stimulant for or she's him. just putting the moves on him he's just not responding at all yeah. oh you're gonna get cold in that yeah i don't know man uh but there there are a number of interesting scenarios uh that <laughs> that live out in the world right right and it, this it, is this is completely different but i mean there are some people, some men, if they have a wife that's really not into sports, they have to make an arrangement that, right. look, you've got to, mm-hmm. you just got to give me this time through football. To season, have sex with other women. To have sex with other women. <laughs> because my team Listen, always loses. I love football. Go so birds. Every Sunday afternoon, I'm going to be with hookers. <laughs> you got to give me that. Somebody pointed out Brokeback Mountain. Yes. Yeah. Um, now, I've never seen the movie. I, I have. To see I it. lived it, Dottie. So, it's a great movie. The uh, the guys, the couple, Heath Ledger and um, Jake Gyllenhaal, um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal, do their 
uh, the women in their lives know that this is uh, happening? No, the, uh, well, well. Um, or am one, I giving something? A no, no. The one away. who's 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 uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's wife has more of a he figures it out. Uh, more of an understanding okay. than does yeah. uh, Heath Ledger's, uh, and that that ends up you know ends up going asunder. But they're working. They're they're not going and and camping. You know, together. Yeah. For fun, like the the reason they get together is they're like okay, they're working together, and but they have. They're, yes. they're sheep. They're they're herding sheep up on Brokeback Mountain, and mm-hmm. then uh, you and know, then they have their liaison. Someone looks uh-huh. good in jeans, and uh, you know we've all been there, present. When yeah. they uh, when they decide to take it to another level. camping with the buddy, and you're like, I can't okay. quit you. Interesting. <laughs> so this this apparently went on uh, for a long time, and now people are curious if uh, if maybe Bill and Anne, this this other woman, uh, will end up. You know, in a full relationship. Together. I wonder if something stays at that level because it's not meant to go long. Like it, in other words, yeah. It only works in this... Right. Yeah. It might be... A little bit. That might be how it is now meant we can, to be. Bill, now we can be together forever. I actually... I'm not quite sure about that. Yeah. yeah so. All right. Well, anyhow, it's certainly an interesting setup, but uh, they, are, they are officially not together anymore. They are going through a divorce, and uh, we'll see if he ends up uh, sticking with her. It's, it's, it, the place is incredibly romantic, too, if, you ever see the, if you've seen the pictures of it. I haven't. It has this long, sort of elevated boardwalk out to a gazebo right on the water's edge, and it's, wow. I mean, come on. You guys I ever been, like to have sex? You guys <laughs> ever been to the Outer Banks? That's where this yeah, is. Yeah, for cottages. To, it's a romantic. Uh, it was very romantic. Yeah, no, I went there for um, spring break one year, thinking, "Hey, we're heading south, and we're going to go to someplace <laughs> tropical and nice." It was uh, colder in the Outer Banks than I it was in Lewisburg, PA. <laughs> but the great thing about the Outer Banks is you can rent a massive house yeah. for not that much money. It's so much cheaper than the Jersey Shore. And uh, the beaches are are wide and really nice. And it's not like overcrowded. It's a, sh- it's a short town. Oh no, it's overcrowded. Is it, it the Outer Banks? Yeah. Yeah. Most yeah. of the people yeah, yeah. in North Carolina, obviously, that's where they go when they go to the beach. I didn't when I I was there once, and it didn't seem to be. But the houses aren't right on top of each other like they're they're not, the Jersey and Shore. Right? They're just huge. Yeah. Oh, all oh, that feels good. <laughs> <laughs> I think it depends on. Oh, yeah, do that. It also depends on where you go. Yeah, we went to Corova. Uh, there are parts where, where the houses are on top of each other. Yeah, we went to Corova, and there, it, I mean, you have to drive on the beach to get to, get to the houses. Like, the road oh, does man. not exist at that point anymore. Also, you need to leave at, like, if you're going from this area, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, because if you... Get there's only one way in. Yep. So if you if you go when when you know the renters are on their way in, you're going to sit for hours to really? get five minutes down the road. Uh, that maybe well, Bill probably comes in off his yacht. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He he does have. Well, one he's of those coming super from the yachts. Pacific Coast though. Oh, that's true. Maybe. Uh, hey, maybe he's got time. He swings. Yeah. <laughs> he goes whatever way he wants. Yeah. To yeah. Go. yeah. He goes through the Panama Canal. He's got a super fast <laughs> tunnel that he had built from. Uh, yeah. Actually, come. We got to take take a look at this. Open that door. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I built it directly from Seattle. <laughs> you did this for me? <laughs> Only for you, baby. Now touch it. <laughs> A tunnel yeah. from Seattle to the Outer Banks? Yeah. Wow. He really is crazy. I call it the Vajunnel. No. The Vajunnel. Oh, my God. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, why not? That's it. All right, so we had the Marine that texted in earlier, the bar- yeah. bartender. Uh, we've got him on the line. Right. He is indeed male. It's Bob. Hey, Bob, good morning. Bob! <laughs> good morning. Sorry about the guys at work. No, it's all right. So, uh, yeah, so how, how long are you still doing this? Yes. Okay, so you're a bartender, 
and there are married women that like to have um, setups with you, you know, the little liaisons, for lack of a better word. It's not even that. They come in, uh, they're (laughs) unhappy. Yeah. To whatever situation is, they come in either in a group or one or two girls, and I'll sit down at the bar, and eventually after talking to them, give things out. You know, bartenders can be therapists or, or whatnot. Right. They'll end up wanting to, I guess, they're seeking what they're not getting at home or what they're not happy with at home. Right. Well, and- Bob, let me ask Let me ask you, are they sort of maneuvering the conversation with a... Um- with an intent, are they are is is it a, is it a circuitous seduction, so to speak? It, it, it usually doesn't start as that. It starts as like innocent conversation hmm. and asking them, you know, how their day is or, or little cues, I guess, that they don't get. Yeah, at, in their home life is where everything starts kicking off. All right. All right. Well, here's here's a question I have for you. So this sounds like you know you're. you're you're meeting somebody, you find out about it, and eventually you go and, and you guys have sex. But do you have an arrangement with any repeat customers? Uh, it's usually sporadic. Okay. I guess whenever, you know, they go out for girls' night or they have their girls' night out. Right. They, they'll, they'll show up at this establishment I work at and they'll be like, hey, you know, what are you doing after after last call? And, and the, these are repeat customers, though? That's what I'm asking. A, a, lot, a lot of them, yes. Okay. There's newer ones, and wow. the is, like the guys get the bad rep that they're always out trying to you know cheat on their girlfriends or wives or whatever, and women are just as bad. Bob, really? Let me ask you this, Bob. There must be a point where you you know where to recognize and how to recognize the signals, right? Like early on, you'll say, "I probably have a chance with this one," right? Correct. And and where in your mind does it switch to say, "All right, I'm going to go for it." Usually when they're getting ready to cash out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> By the way, uh, somebody texted him want to know if, if you worked at Guppies or not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, Let me ask you should. then. So <laughs> you're... <laughs> Kathy likes men and women. Listen, uh, I have a sandwich there at the stand up. <laughs> <laughs> you can eat me there. Oh, my God. My sandwich. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> so you probably have some interesting insight about what women are complaining about when, when what they're not getting from um, the yeah. men in their life. What do you hear most often? Uh, it's usually affection or just the general small talk. Like, hey, how's your day? You know, what's going on? What can I do for you today? Uh, you know, just, just the, the small things, the details that, you know, I often get overlooked. Interesting. Okay. All right, mm. so they're just, they're kind of being overlooked by their own husband. But want so. attention. Yeah, aren't you working at this point or do you uh, take five? No, I'm, we're working. But have you ever taken five, slipped out to a car, taken care of business real quick, and gone back at, to work? At work, no. Okay. No. All right. You're good a good boy. bartender. Yes, that's it. You're a good boy. I'm waiting All on right. my drink. Did you say good boy? You're a good boy. You're a good boy. Good boy. See you, See you, Bob, it's interesting. I'm sorry we got to wrap, uh, but thank you for the call, man. We appreciate it. Not a problem. Hey, I'm have a boy. great weekend. <laughs> have a great weekend. <laughs> All right, we need to break, yes, because we do indeed have money to give away. Yeah. And we, and we need to sure. figure out our arrangements. <laughs> yes, we're going to work on our own arrangements, uh, and we'll get the bizarre file as well. Don't forget, it's a chock-full day today because we are going to give away some tickets for the MMRBQ. They go yeah. on sale at 10 a.m. 
We will give away tickets for uh, Eggs with Peg. Uh, that's coming up Friday, May 28th. When do these go? These go on sale Monday Yep. Uh, because it's a ticketed event this year, lower numbers, and, and they have to make sure that they're adhering to the restrictions. So we'll do some giveaways with that, and uh, we have a lot of guests, Dave Navarro being one of them. Yes. Of Jane's Addiction, who will be at the MMRBQ. So we'll come back in a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com. And an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit AcmeMarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate Steven Singer.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR. It's time for a Preston and Steve money clip. <laughs> now, here's your money clip keyword. The word is only O-N-L-Y, and you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. Three ways to do it. You should know this by now, but I'll help you along anyway. Uh, text it, the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, then enter it via the MMR app at WMMR.com. One random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest. And that person's going to get a call from our company, Beasley. So make sure that you do answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. It is sponsored by Hyundai City. And once again, the word is only O-N-L-Y. Enter that now. Good luck to you. Uh, text I'm going to pass along. Uh, Nick just highlighted here. It says, morning, guys. Definitely a no sad bro Friday. We just had a baby. Oh! So Jared and Amanda just had their baby this morning. Congratulations. That's and awesome. Nick asked what the name of the baby is, and they just texted in. Thanks. It's Gabriella Lou Tawalski. Gabriella. I love that name. Lou. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, Lou. L O U. Who is Lou? Who's Lou? Speaking of it being a no sad bro, we posted something on our Instagram page. It was a um it was some artwork that I had done last year. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you're right. Thank you for mentioning this. Yeah. Uh Casey and like uh I think all of us here in the studio uh love our power washers. Oh, they're awesome. Our pressure washers. They're amazing. And Casey, you were working on a fence, you were cleaning uh oh my God. stripping it. I you have sometimes you have no idea how dirty something is until you start power washing <laughs> and yeah. uh, and so I was power washing a fence in my backyard that uh, had never been taken care of before and uh, and I realized that like I could actually create some artwork um, through cleaning with the power washer so I I did a couple of different pieces because I had a long long fence line so I drew a penis of course yeah. and then I drew a uh, you know a smiley face and uh, and then I drew no sad bro. I thought, man, I would love to see 
what somebody could do that actually has artistic capabilities. Okay. And so you want to put it out there, and you, you want to see a Preston and Steve-themed yeah, why not? Uh, artwork if you're cleaning. And you can do this on the ground as Doesn't well. Doesn't matter. Yes. I pull up some artwork of uh, of uh, driveways uh, that have been uh, power washed by, you know, artists who are using one. And it's ridiculous what you can do if you've got talent. Whatever you can do. And you know, yeah. uh, like, you cannot help once you get that power washer going Oh look! I, I I can draw with this. Yeah, and then and then you had things that are old that you're going to cast off into the ether yeah. are suddenly born anew as they become clean. It's a wonderful piece of equipment. And if you have a decent power washer, you have different uh, yes. nozzles, nozzle settings, settings, yeah. and uh, that you can use I for guess. shading, yeah. and for eyebrows, and for microblading, I, whatever you want. I, listen, there are people out there who are probably out, you know surgeons with these things. I would love to see some sort of Preston and Steve like actual art you know you know not what i've created no or if you can't do art just write our names and, yeah. and whatever some kind of oppression and steve themed uh write the c word one of the sayings or whatever it may be uh and then what do we want them to do with that post right. it on social P- yeah post it on social if you go to our uh, instagram page which is uh, preston and steve show at preston and steve show um you can see there's some hashtags on there so we want you to hashtag the joy of power washing and uh power and hashtag power washing challenge we thought about making this a contest and then we realized maybe nobody will do it. Yeah. <laughs> so why do we want to do that? So we want to just see if people would even try this in the first place, if there are enough listeners that have power washers and a dirty driveway or fence or wall, ever it may be, and we'll uh, do Preston and Steve-themed artwork. And if we do indeed see it, and it looks pretty cool, and there's enough, maybe we could do a contest down the road with that. This is perfect, because the first Olympics was just a casual social media thing. Right. And then it took off. Yeah, it took a couple of years, yeah, but yeah. it eventually hit. Uh, and look what it look is Look what today. it is now. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. All right, so check our Instagram page. You can see the artwork that Casey did. Is it on our Twitter account, too, Marissa? Or just, yeah, she's kind of nodding, or it will be, sure. I guess. So anyhow, take a look it when you can. It will be. It will be. <laughs> that was one of my favorite moments yesterday. Yeah. So out of nowhere. Just a bizarre, yeah. What did you say yesterday? She will be. She will be. She will be. Yeah. Because right. it's when uh, Luke says he's not scared of Darth Vader or whatever. Right. Says, I'm, I'm not scared of you. Yeah, yeah. I'm not as scared. Yeah. You think you're so cool? All right, so pressure washer art. Get on it. President Steve Tao. Let's do the bizarre file. No. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Uh, brought to you by Mulch Works of Ass, and they offer the highest quality mulch and topsoil that is manufactured on site. And they also have leaf compost, decorative stone pavers, and more. Mulch Works has delivery or pickup for residential and commercial markets. So visit mulchthis.com for details. State police uh, in Pennsylvania say that a man with suspected cocaine and methamphetamine, was arrested last week while he was shooting fireworks at his neighbor's house. (laughs) Yeah, troopers say that they were called to a home on Thursday for reports of a man shooting fireworks toward a home. Troopers arrived to find 41-year-old Timothy Box, who appeared to be under the influence of a controlled substance due to him sweating profusely, acting erratically, and hallucinating. That's my father! Uh, Troopers say that they questioned Box, and during the conversation, he reached into his pocket, which prompted troopers to restrain him. During the scuffle, Box and two troopers fell on a porch they were standing on, but troopers were eventually able to handcuff him. 
They say they found three and a half grams of suspected cocaine and six and a half grams of suspected methamphetamine in his pocket. Troopers say they also found a pocket knife in the same pocket that he had reached into during questioning. Now, investigators spoke with neighbors who said Box had been shooting fireworks toward a nearby home with people inside, (laughs) and they were afraid that the fireworks would catch the home on fire. Any indication if these were people he was feuding with, or did he just pick them randomly? I think he was just whacked out of his mind. You're the lucky ones. Uh, Box was charged with a uh, list of uh, offenses. Uh, An argument in the carpool lane at Meadowcliff elementary school Tuesday ended after a woman pulled a gun on another parent. Oh, my God. According to Little Rock Police, a black Yukon with red rims cut off three other vehicles who were waiting to pick up children. Investigators noticed in the police report when one of the drivers pulled alongside the Yukon, the suspect pointed a gun at the man and his son and said, next time, before leaving. Come on! Elementary. Elementary school. Uh, School officials have requested an officer return Wednesday to ban the suspect from the school grounds. Next time. A taxi driver in the U.K. saved a cat's life and did it with style. Photos shared by the Derbyshire police show a Toyota hatchback that had become partially perched on top of another vehicle, on a Jeep, when the driver had allegedly swerved to avoid a cat in a narrow street. It was not reported how fast the Toyota was going when it ran into the Jeep and rode up onto the hood, leaving it at a precarious angle with the right side driver's seat on the low side. Uh, Police report that no one was harmed and they didn't find an injured cat anywhere, (laughs) but they tried to get around it. The cat's okay! Yeah. (laughs) joy. Yeah. I, I love this story. Uh, kids in Amazon. There's been moments where things have happened. Yes. And a four-year-old cartoon <laughs> fanatic from Brooklyn recently purchased nearly $3,000 worth of non-refundable SpongeBob SquarePants popsicles on Amazon. <laughs> oh, wow. A friend of the boy's mom set up a GoFundMe on Monday to help cover the cost. She writes on the page that the truly adorable SpongeBob fan named Noah managed to purchase $2,618.85 worth of the popsicles from Amazon and had them sent to his auntie's house. Uh, She adds, in case you were wondering, that's 51 cases containing 918 popsicles. As of Wednesday morning, kind donors had already contributed over $5,000, eclipsing the fundraising goal of 2619 Noah's grateful mother wrote a note thanking people for their generosity and added that the surplus of donations will go towards education and additional supports for her son who is living with autism spectrum Aww. disorder. So the kid just wanted a popsicle and, and he ordered a, <laughs> uh, like 900 of them. Uh, this is an interesting story. I don't know why I put this in the bizarre file, but I'm going to put leave it here. A startup company has developed an alternative to ashes after cremation has announced the close of a $1.3 million speed-up capital raise that they did. The Santa Fe-based company called Parting Stone develops solidified remains, which provides families with an alternative to receiving ashes following human or pet cremation. The company returns cremated remains as collections of smooth objects similar to stones. They're almost like river stones. They're kind of flat. That's kind of cool. I think so, too, Steve. I thought this was kind of cool. Well, yeah, so uh, it says for pets and for people, we have a whole bunch of small little boxes with pet ashes in it. But if you had something that yeah. provided you the tactile... Agreed. You know, for whatever connection you want. I agree. Or you could taxiderma your loved ones. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. But the uh, the raise was announced on Tuesday, and uh, it brings Parting Stone's 
Total financing to $1.9 million. So they say that these parting stones can be shared, displayed, held, or scattered. Whatever yes. you want to do with them. Yeah, um, I, I think it's a wonderful idea. Yeah, I know somebody that can um, blow glass with it. Yeah, with, uh, but takes ash- it out to dinner first. <laughs> no <laughs> kid. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That, that also, anything like that. Because it, I have my mother's ashes, and, and it's... You know, when my dad passes away, they're going to be united, basically, in the yeah. in the afterworld or whatever. And uh, but it just sits there. I would love to have something that I could, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So look into this uh, yeah. parting stones. What it's called. All right, and then this story is for one man and one man only. And the first line says it all: five chickens abandoned in a box outside of a Cedar Rapids Thesons, which is a grocery store. Are now listen, everybody? The concert will have to wait. <laughs> I've been called. Uh, what kind of situation do we have? Uh, five chickens abandoned, five chickens abandoned. <laughs> in a box outside of uh, Where uh, are we? in Cedar Rapids. Cedar Rapids. Yeah. All right, I'm going to book a flight. I'll see you in a little while. Outside of a grocery store. situation. I'll bring the dipping sauce. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're now safe in a new home. Uh, Excellent. The chickens were found Sunday crammed in a box outside of the store. <laughs> this is Gene Simmons. <laughs> we have a chicken situation. I need two units. On location, stat. Put a bolo out on five chickens. Uh, they were left. Put the chicken on the phone. Uh, they were left in the heat with a sign listing them as free. So, uh, rescuers said that the chickens didn't have room. No chicken is free until we're all free. Uh, the chickens didn't have room to move and had uh, defecated on each other. Uh-huh. Uh, some people who noticed the abandoned chickens called critter crusaders to help out. And then Critter Crusaders got in touch with the Iowa Farm Sanctuary, who ultimately ended up taking in the chickens. Uh, a guy named Sean Camp, the executive director of <laughs> the Farm Sanctuary, said it is not illegal to abandon chickens in this way. He said they don't deserve to be dumped in a box, so if we could make better laws for all farm animals, that would be great. But certainly for the birds, because they have no protection under federal law. Is it legal to chainsaw your mother's head off? Um, no. Oh, well, then this should be illegal. Yeah, so the chickens are all estimated to be around three weeks old. But they're safe and sound now. See the graphic that uh, Greg from our Grin and Greg did for us? It's a, uh, it's a chicken with the Gene Simmons kiss boots. Yes, and uh, and his face uh, makeup as yeah, well. It's, it's, a, it's just his chicken, <laughs> like the Kiss logo. All right, uh, and that is what I have in the nice. bizarre file. All right, so wow, you got about a minute left to enter the word only uh, for the presidency money clip. So get on that now. The word is only if you've missed it. O N L Y, and we want you to win that five hundred dollars. Another shot at that later on at ten. There's a lot of things happening at ten. Uh, not only are we giving away another $500, uh, but we have the MMRBQ tickets going on sale, and we're going to talk to Dave Navarro. So 10 a.m., a big time this morning on the show. We'll take a break and be right back. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hey, it's Pamela and Marty, and, and we're, we're the sisters behind Mathmart Mac and Cheesery, located in Rittenhouse at 18th and Chestnut. From four wheels to four walls, we've been scooping bowls of our seven cheese mac and cheese for over eight years. Want your mac topped with ribeye, spinach dip, buffalo chicken, crab, and more? Let us make your mac and cheese dreams come true. Use our handle at the Mac Mart to check out hundreds of cheesy combinations and comfort food creations on our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Or even better, come visit us to get your Mac on. Next message. Hey, this is John. And Kevin. From Synergy Physical Therapy and Rehabilitation in Delaware County, Pennsylvania, who have been serving the general public in Delaware County for the last 10 years to do all of your rehabilitation needs. 
and reach us at SynergyPT-Rehab.com. WMMR Rock. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. I think I want to share with you guys uh, some things that I noticed over the past few days. Yeah, I think it's time to do it. Noticer's back for the Friday edition of the Noticer, Mm. which happens on Friday. It does. And no sad, bro. And I was excited because there was a video making the rounds yesterday. Uh, Steve, I know you saw this, and it is so cool. We've seen this before, but not like this capacity. The British Royal Navy apparently has been testing using jet suits. Uh, to board ships and to eventually use in, you know, military situations. Uh, the tests were conducted over three days on the HMS Tamar, a Royal Navy Batch 2 River Class offshore patrol ship. So we've seen this suit used before. Yeah. I not the t- way they did it in, on this uh, on this video. I show, here's the ultimate test. Uh, with, I showed it to my wife, who, you know, a lot of times could care less about this stuff. She was, oh, my God, that's cool. Yeah. It's it's just amazing. So they're the Marines that are using it, and they're they're chasing after. There's there's three boats that are chasing after this ship. Yeah, and they're in a scenario as if it's like a, a pirate situation where the boat's been taken over, and they have this guy in the suit on the front of this boat. He takes off on the suit, and his job is to go and land on this other ship, and then he puts a a ladder, a rope ladder, down the side so that uh, the troops can climb up on and yeah. do what they need to do. So it's there to be able to. Help them get an immediate connection and get on board. And so he flies over like freaking Iron Man. So he's He's just like Iron Man. If you've ever seen it, there are basically jets attached to the lower part of his forearm and his hands. And and exactly just like repulsor rays, Preston, lifting off that way. And he flies over very skillfully, lands down. I, I, I assume I was trying to judge the volume of this thing. Uh, as it's flying, I couldn't quite get a handle on it, but yeah, it's amazing. Got to be loud. Uh, but he's got, yeah, he's got jets on his pack on the back as well, so he controls the direction. Yeah, and it is, it's so cool. I wasn't expecting to see uh, this type of application already because yeah. I remember seeing this not that long ago when they used this, but the Royal Marines used uh, the Gravity Industries jet suit to conduct what they call a visit board search and seizure, or VBSS, and it's uh uh, they launched and and then he lands and then uh, on the on the enemy vessel and then puts this rope over the side uh, and the suit. Uh, if the suit of the creator do found, sound or seem familiar, it's because uh, the company had been demonstrating its tech for a while now. Uh, though in the past, Gravity Industry CEO Richard Browning has been in the pilot seat. Uh, the suits seem to have been streamlined since the earlier demonstrations. Yes, uh, they do. Smaller arm rockets and a sleeker backpack jet which is more fitting for whatever sci-fi movie vibe gravity industry seems to be cultivating. So it's it's something that you would think was a special effect if you didn't know it was real. Yeah. And that's it, how cool it is. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. So I think that this might be part of the future of military tech. I would try that over the water. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Over the water. <laughs> over the water. <laughs> but I would try that. 
uh, because it, it is definitely much smaller than the original version of it. And what I would do, Preston, I'd put like guns on the thing so that when you landed, if people were, were running up to you, yeah. you could push a button on the side of whatever you're holding on to inside that thing and start shooting. And you're just like Captain America and Iron Man together. Fire away. <laughs> do you, Preston, you got pretty good at iFly. And uh, you did it a lot when you were, when you were into it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I tried it uh, twice, I think. I was not very good. Um do you think that those skills would translate to something like this? Because it, it's so much about, like, positioning of your hands and, um, and airflow yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, it's a different, you're, you know, the airflow is going a different way. But, yeah, I could see that because in, in that in that tunnel, in the, in the iFly tunnel, you just you move your hands yeah. or position your body or your posture in a certain way. And it really affects yeah. where you're going to go. I, so, I have, yeah, that would it would be similar. I would imagine little bitty movements with right. this thing is going to adjust or is going to affect your, your movement. I would imagine, though, in a way, it would be like holding yourself up between parallel bars mm. because that's what you're doing. You're, yeah, you'd have to have some upper, upper body strength to hold sure. you yeah, because that's. That's what you're doing. You're pushing off against the rockets that are lifting you up. Well, th those aren't the main. I think that's just to, to steer you, Steve. I think the the main thrust comes from your back. Are you, really? Yeah. yeah. So he's got he's got all kinds of stuff on, well, on let, that pack. What, on his what, back. Then what's what's blowing out out of the backside there that's lifting him up? What's blowing out of the backside? Like, like in other words, where, where, where's yeah? There he is. <laughs> so yeah. So. I I think that the, those uh, are those mainly the, the, the hand the, things the are steering just, yeah for steering huh um, wow and, and the main pack the 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 thrust seems to be on the back well they remember, have that really contained then that's awesome yeah it's pretty badass so um uh, so maybe we'll see more of this and whole troops of people flying around it reminds me a little bit of um uh minority report yes because all the cops yeah, had yeah, those yeah. jet packs well, in that movie you know the hoverboard you remember that thing that the the, uh, the french military was using and they were using it for their military demonstration a few years ago they've refined that and they, maybe you can do a little checking on it but there was a guy who was like off a sunset strip that was on one and apparently you can buy one for like 20 grand 20 what a legitimately hell legit that does yeah, I remember like that. They, they they made a, a a pretty limited version but i don't remember the military doing that i would have that'd be pretty damn cool like a like a almost like um in the uh the first spider-man movie uh the green goblin right. that sort of device and the military was using something that was like that oh yeah here you go jet powered flyboard yeah uh, is what nick found yeah i remember that that was pretty damn cool too <laughs> when Amazing. do we get to play with these yes! toys where does he get wonderful toys? All right, let me see what else. I did notice some other things. More for the noticer. He never stops noticing. Uh, notice this story that Steve sent to me. Um, City University of New York researchers tested how much cats love boxes. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's insane. By putting what's called a Kinesa square. Oh, I did this. Okay, you did. On the floor? Yes. Wait, what's a Kinesa square? I, All right, describe what you did. Well, I used tape. And yes. I, I just taped a box on the floor to see if the cat would go over and sit in it. Um, one went over, sniffed around, looked at it, sat in it for like a second, and then left. But apparently this study, they, they will like sit in there for a little while, I think. Yeah, yes. so so this uh, the, this Kinesa Square, which is basically four Pac-Man-like wedges placed uh, to create what looks like the corners of a square on the ground to see if uh, what they would do. And it turns out cats responded to the optical illusion the same way that humans do, by filling in the gaps between the perceived corners uh, to see the illusion of a square. 
Um, and the cats sat in the squares as <laughs> often as they sat in real squares during the course of the experiment. Huh. So if you just took, like, let's say painter's tape yes. and, painted, and painted a square on the floor. Yeah, that's exactly oh, okay. what I did. Oh, okay. So when you said I taped the box, I thought you meant you actually oh. like took a cardboard box. Oh, yeah, and taped right. No, no, she taped Sorry. a square taped down on the square, on a, a square okay. uh, on the know, floor, right, with the tape and just the image of that. For some reason, because cats will always go into a box. It doesn't matter how shallow the box is, or how uh-huh. tiny, or it is. how tiny it is. But cats, even even this in this yeah. experiment, there's not even a box. No, these are, no. like I said, this is yeah. like these are like these Pac-Man shaped cutouts. And they put them up in the corners yeah. as if there was a box. There's not even lines. It no. just implica- it, it just implies that there is a box there, and the cats will still be drawn to the yep. center yeah. of it. Now, what I don't know is why they do that. I don't know what the uh, if they have understanding as to why it is, but it suggests. Um, the study leader says that uh, learning how animals perceive visual illusions adds to our understanding of vision across species uh, and its interplay with mental processes and so on. Uh, but yeah, they uh, they they are drawn to that shape. And for wa- what? Sorry, for whatever reason, I think it's so funny. Like every time they shove themselves into the tiniest box, like I have mm. to take a picture. Mm-hmm. So Kathy, we have a very small napkin basket on on the uh, and they sit the- in it. <laughs> Our cat Punky is, <laughs> is sitting <laughs> in it like like you almost as if the impression is another cat had to come along and push her down into it. But that's it. And she's just looking like. Yeah, yeah. There's something. There's got to be comforting. Yes, it's, maybe yeah. it goes back to the womb or something it's like got that. Got to be uh, to where they they feel um, it's, safe. It, it's it's all that I'm sure. Yes, the safety thing. You're yeah. you're in something. You're protected. Yeah, it's hilarious. So try that with your cat. Just pretend there's a box and on the floor and see if they will uh, gravitate towards it. Uh, speaking of cats, uh, this other story that I noticed: uh, Tiger King star Carol Baskin. Yes. She is, quote, and this is what she says, purring like a bobcat rolling in catnip after she launched her own cryptocurrency. Oh, my God. It's, what is it, Bascoin? No, no, it's called scat. That's crap. I know, it's crap. And the S, though, is a dollar sign. Ah. S-C-A-T. They're also calling it a purrency. A purrency. Yeah. So this allows fans to buy merchandise or online experiences from Baskin's Big Cat Rescue Animal Sanctuary. <sighs> I mean, I'd love somebody... to kick her in her vagina. <laughs> <laughs> for somebody who essentially got away with murder, uh, she's doing pretty well for herself. She yeah. is. Yeah. And this just this is just another, I mean, listen, everybody's going to. Are you kidding me? I guess, are we going to have our cryptocurrency soon? Because yeah. that's, it seems like everybody's just jumping on and, yeah. um, you know, she said, imbe- this is, she had said investigating cryptocurrencies, uh, she was investigating them because I'm concerned about the volume of U.S. dollars that are being printed and distributed with nothing to back them yeah, up. Yeah, that's what she's worried about. Right? <laughs> yeah, she seems like a really deep thinker. Uh, she said, our scat coin is not currency for investment, but rather a currency of our fans to show their love for the cats. Uh, she needs to shut the puck up. Uh, and uh, Big Cat Rescue says it will also launch non-fungible tokens in two weeks. And future plans include a Big Cat metaverse i gotta i gotta imagine nasdaq has their eye on this because you know obviously it's gonna it's gonna break big so they're gonna create this uh, big cat metaverse for virtual visits with the cats if oh you want to do that so even she carol baskin is jumping on the cryptocurrency bandwagon he's a cat yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> all right uh i noticed some other things and we're gonna stay in the uh in the animal world. the notice is going all animal today and we like it 
Um, and you'll love this. The environment of our planet is changing, and it's bringing together polar bears and grizzly bears. Oh, my. Yeah. Live science reports that these two species have been running into each other and mating with greater frequency in recent years. Did you watch Jeopardy last night? <laughs> yeah. No. Jeopardy had, <laughs> the, the, one of the categories was this this the, the uh, animals that mate and create these okay hybrid hybrid animals so hybrid like animal a liger parents. right yep. yeah okay well hang on to that. I, w- okay. I want to see the answers to that so right. this one is now known as a pizzly yeah or a growler bear what would you go with grizzly or I like I mean, pizzly. Pizzly I would or... go with run <laughs> um what were the animal hybrid uh, jeopardy questions can we get... i have them here okay yeah so go ahead uh, a, a marine mammal called the narluga that's a narwhal and a beluga whale very good yes wow okay Jeez. the ferocious pizzly they had that <laughs> yes. okay the third one is the humpless kama that's a camel and a llama uh-huh. very good okay. okay uh the yattle an asian beast of burden which would be a yak and a cow? Yeah, yeah. cow, okay. cattle, yep. All right. And then uh, among the birds, or among birds, the swoose. The swoose would be swan a goose and a swan. They're not yep. the same thing? No. <laughs> no. Not even close. No. Yeah, okay. But they can have a baby, apparently. All right. What wow. the most amazing one was the swine, which is a swan and a lion. That's okay. crazy. Now, that would be weird. I'd yeah. like to see that mating the ritual. swine is amazing. But it's, it's nice to see all this... Uh, Interspecies loving, is yeah, it? going on. It's nice, yeah, okay. really nice. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's uh, it's yeah. evolution, man. Yeah. I don't necessarily think you need to call it a pizzly or a growler. You could probably just call it a polar grizzly bear. You know, like you don't have to so match the, gri- the name. The grizzly, the polar bear is the largest of the bears, correct? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, and then the Kodiak bear is just a bit bigger than a grizzly bear. Okay. And I th- that's, I believe, how it shakes down. I th- I always get confused, Steve, because one is bigger and one is taller or something like that. Like the polar bear, I think, is the biggest, but the grizzly, uh, the uh, Kodiak might one be is like... A, a, one is a more prudent investor. Right, okay. yeah. yeah. One well, has more length, the other one has more girth, girth. is what yeah. you're saying? One is veinier and one is purple. One's a grower and one's, one's a, a shower. shower. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're talking about penises, guys. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, experts say it's possible that these hybrids may be able to uh, forage for a broader range of food sources. I do think this is cool, Nick. I mean, you know, we have ligers. That's uh, they're they're creating these well, ligers uh, hybrid were species. I think liger was was an actual. Was that a man made? Created? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, do the, it. The hybrid bears. <laughs> no more. I don't like them. Have been. So, uh, I don't want to. <laughs> not, I'm not into this. Here, here's a cocktail. Do it. But I'm not in the mood. I don't think lions and tigers exist in the in the wild uh, together. together. Okay. Ever, ever, right. So that's why it was created by them. It looks weird. It's got stripes and stuff. Yeah. Uh, the hybrid bears have been spotted as far back as 2006. Have you ever seen a chub? But their numbers are growing. No. It's a cheetah and a dove. Mm. Really? Unbelievable. Do you ever see a gorilla tang? <laughs> A gorilla tang? Yeah, it's a gorilla and an orangutan. <laughs> Is it orangutan or orangutan? Orangutan. Tan. Tan. Yeah, yeah. There's no tang? No. no but I always a... said orangutan. As did I. Growing yeah. up. But yeah. it's spelled orangutan. Tang is so. a drink for uh, astronauts. But that's not too far no. off the mark. No. The, no you could see. You get a little loose one evening in the jungle. Hmm, why not? I like a redhead. <laughs> right, yeah. I've always wanted to be with a redhead. What's going on with that ass? Yeah. Orangey and saying, come on in. Mm-hmm. All right, so anyhow, yeah, the Pizzly, look for it. Here's another thing I noticed. Uh, you know, I'm flying today. 
Uh, so you're wanna, using a plane. I'm not using Delta Airlines, but it's a good idea to be on your best behavior when you're flying. And Delta Airlines is cracking down on unruly customers. The Atlanta-based carrier tightened its Sky Miles programs, uh, terms and conditions, uh, to include provisions around when a frequent flyer account might be terminated. So if you're if you're bad behavior, they can dock you points. They'll take away all your miles, dude. Yeah, uh, the new provision. Documented uh, abusive behavior is, that's what it's called. Ten points, Gryffindorf. Is now grounds <laughs> for expulsion from the program. Huh. Uh, travelers who threaten, intimidate, or otherwise cross the line with Delta employees could have their accounts closed. Uh, that includes the possible forfeiture of all accumulated mileage credit, any unused and upcoming award or upgrade certificates, and all other associated membership benefits, including Medallion Elite status. What is Medallion Elite status? That it sounds, sounds incredible. Like the top of the top, I yeah, guess. Yeah, do you I get those um, flying hand appar- uh, jets that the Navy is using? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, you could also be banned from flying with Delta in the future. Uh, in a statement, a, a carrier spokesperson said, respect and civility to others on our planes at our airports, in our workplaces, and in our society have always been a requirement uh, for our people and our customers. Nothing is more important than their safety. Uh, in the update to its new terms and conditions, Delta says examples of abusive behavior include personal threats, profanity, obscene language, insults or slurs directed to a Delta employee or ambassador, and it also covers any intentional destruction to Delta property. It also applies across the travel journey from interactions with Delta's reservations or customer care phone center uh, to its gate agents, flight attendants, ground handlers, arrival terms. So if That's pretty much every goddamn thing on, where you can interact with them. If you're mean on the phone, yeah. they can dock you. Uh, oh, did wow. Delta, from the beginning of the pandemic, did they follow through on their promise to keep the middle aisle seats empty or I'm, did they not? First stretch. And yeah. then uh, the, they caved, American caved. Right. And then I believe Southwest so was shoulder the last. to shoulder with the people you're, yeah. Yeah. And then, then I pack <laughs> in like sardines. Right. Uh, so that means when you're upset about a refund, have an issue with a flight, it'll be important to remain civil and calm when speaking until with Dalton. Until it's important to not be calm. Yeah. Thank you, Dalton. In fact, that should be the airline. Dalton Airlines. What if they call my mother a whore? Is she? Is she? <laughs> Instead of Delta, it's Dalton. <laughs> Man, I thought, I thought this plane be bigger. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you you want to avoid violating the new abusive behavior clause. And wonder, if this works out for them, I'll bet you the other the other airlines will follow suit. Who has the best points for flying? It, it's been so long since uh, there's been I don't sort of know. traveling. I, but I, what, I, what I program do, is the best? I do American because it's a hub in yeah. Philadelphia. They fly pretty much everywhere, so we're on the rewards program. Did you see the article I sent over to you concerning that, that mm-hmm. there is going to be more nonstop flights out of Philadelphia this year. They're increasing them by like 35, 40%. So if you, you know, like in some cases, like my wife travels a lot, she'd have to go up to Newark Mm -hmm. and fly out of there to avoid, you know. Oh, that airport sucks. uh, Yeah, I know. So, uh, but there is a whole bunch of new, um, uh, I think it's, uh, this uh, pertains to something different. But anyway, yeah, that's going to make it a lot easier to fly out of Philadelphia. I know, Preston, you have a a Marriott credit card. I have an American Airlines credit card. And so I get points for every dollar I spend. And uh, I'm, uh, Steve, I'm using those points this summer to fly. Right. And, and it was super easy. Sometimes they're kind of restrictive on the miles, you know. Or, or Blackout the, uh, dates and stuff like the that. dates and whatever. Yeah. yeah. But, but I actually, believe it or not, I was able to cash in for class privileged 
And it was one of those things where, like, it's totally worth it, you know? Yeah. Rewards programs are great, but same thing with, like, the Marriott thing. I'm like, I, I thought I could just use them for any time. You I wanted can. to You can't. Preston, it's I have, very specific. like, a trillion bonus points from my one of my credit cards. To apply them to anything mm-hmm. that I would use or want is is virtually impossible. So it means get, nothing to me. Get what you can, though, because... You're entitled to those. Yes, so so I know. even if you've got to jump through a couple of hoops, you should use them, man. <sighs> Every time I sit down, I, I actually get a full-blown aneurysm well, trying to figure man. out how to... And that's why I changed. I was so sick of not being able to use the airline miles and mm. then finding hotels that it, you're not going to get you know, points yeah. for it and all this kind of stuff. So I have the credit card that just gives cash back points. I get cash back. That's it. That's cool. Am I, am, and honestly, one of my... The Amazon card that just gives me Is Amazon points. Amazon points, yeah. yeah. We have a Citibank... Uh, I think it's a Citibank card, uh, MasterCard. And, and it uh, uh, it's a rewards program, but it's like uh, Steve. It's, it's like a, a, a catalog of just stuff. That's cool things. That's and, cool. and that's been kind of fun because do been... they have laser sighted slingshots? Yes, they do. <laughs> oh, there we go. You, you can't get, get, get them. You can't get them sent to Pennsylvania. Son of a bitch. <laughs> unfortunately. All right. Uh, I have a sad thing that I noticed, Aww. but I, I want to pass this along. That's an immemorial section of the noticer. Yeah, somebody did die. A woman who went viral for her love of beer during the lockdown passed away. You may remember uh, Olive uh, uh, Veron... Veronese, I'm thinking it's how you say her name. She's from uh, Seminole, Pennsylvania. I, I I don't remember her. So she she if you saw the picture, you probably would. So uh, she she got COVID and uh, she was holding up a dry erase board that oh. read, "I need more beer." I do remember her. Okay, uh, yeah. she went viral. She was one of the early viral things. Uh, it was last April, and um, a, a local TV station had posted on their Facebook page, and Coors ended up. Showing up at her house with 150, 150 beers Aww. for her, which is really sweet. Uh, she turned 94 last Friday, and uh, she she passed away. I, I don't know what the nature of her, her death was, but she was 94. So, but uh, yeah, she, oh, was, she was getting it on. They they uh, they Aww. sent her uh, they sent her all this beer. It was really sweet, and she, her birthday was last Friday. She had a beer yeah. on her 94th birthday. So that, I thought that was sad. Biggest joy of my life was listening to Preston and Steve. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, it's, I can't end on that. Or I had to. No, 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 no. You, you need, need one more. That inspires us. The wrap up. Uh, no, she's now going to inspire us with an incredible story. Um, I don't. You won't believe how good this story <laughs> is. Oh no! How inspiring it'll be. Uh... If you've been in the doldrums lately, this is going to turn you around. Okay. And set you on the right path. You'll give up your addictions. If you're a Twitter <laughs> user, uh, Twitter announced a new tip jar feature yesterday, which lets people send money to their favorite users. Okay. What could go wrong? Wow. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Twitter said it's currently only making it available to a limited number of people who it described as creators, journalists, experts, and nonprofits. And chicks who take I their clothes off. Testicles. Yeah, 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 that guy. Yeah. Uh, but anyone who uses Twitter in English uh, can send tips to those accounts, and Twitter says it won't get a cut of it. I am stunned at. Uh, did you, did you, have any of you seen the special on the OnlyFans no. phenomenon? Yeah. I think it's on Hulu. It is. Holy it is. hell! The money to be had. Yeah. Yep. If only I felt comfortable showing my breasts. Mm. Did you see that Twitter purchased the ad blocker that Twitter uses? Or that's what? used on Twitter? Oh, no way. So they were yeah. rendering yeah. useless? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Twitter, all of these companies sell your data. They say they don't. That's funny. They, they, they say they don't monitor the various devices in your home. Of course they do. Uh, it, it just That's cracks it. me up. Yeah, how, you know the the invasive nature of what they do. But the truth of the matter is, 
You have an option. You mm-hmm. don't have to use any of them. So here, as I'm saying this and railing against it, I yeah. still use them. Yeah. So there you go. So who's the idiot here? It's me. <laughs> we all are. Yeah. I had said, um, so w- when it comes to, like, Eagles season tickets, right. uh, Sixers season tickets, like, especially for the Eagles, like, I-, I would love it if they did what Disney does and they have those wristbands and just all of your stuff is on that wristband. And so when I had suggested that, there were a couple of other people who were, you know, way more knowledgeable about right. this stuff than I am. And they were like, what they really could and should do is have, like, Amazon or, or any of these, you know, giant conglomerates actually kind of run that because they're in the information business, right? Right. So they can actually track you and your payments and all that sort of stuff. But I think, you know, like, they're tracking me. In, for me personally, <laughs> like, they're tracking me anyway. They yeah. track me all the time. They yeah. track me all the time. I'm, I'm tracked I, everywhere. I am not getting rid of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm over-tracked. Just tracking you. Tracking, tracking here. Tracking you. Go they track you. Were you tracking me? This guy's tracking me too. <laughs> So I'm kind of like trapped. I'm 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 not even fighting it anymore. Burned. I've already I've already given up. I've submitted. I've presented my butthole to them and said, "Here, have at it. Yeah. Oh, Enjoy." Wow. <laughs> yeah. Here's my butthole. Track it. Have at it. Oh, I wow. have presented my butthole to them. <laughs> yes. Have at it. Have at it. Okay. Whatever. I okay. I can be surveilled two hundred different ways in my own home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no right, sad, I, bro. That, that's like the funny argument about, you know, from anti-vaxxers or whatever. Like, you're already being tracked on every device in your house, right. you know? Like, it's, it's just, it's insane. If you have a phone, you're being tracked, yeah. my friend. All right, well, anyhow, we got to wrap it up because we got people to talk to. That's all I have time. That's all I noticed. I didn't notice anything <laughs> else. Yeah. Stop tracking me. Stop tracking him. <laughs> We're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we are going to get uh, actor Holtz. Uh, McCallany on the program, and he is uh, promoting Wrath of Man. Then we have comedian uh, Chappelle Lacey and Dave Navarro of Jane's Addiction will be joining us, too. Don't forget the tickets for that show, the Jane's Addiction. We'll be at the MM Barbecue. Go on sale at 10. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR presents... You answered the phone. Who the F is this, right? Yeah, I did. Preston and Steve's Money Clips. The phone kept ringing, and then I kind of lost it a little bit. So I'm beyond embarrassed. Don't worry, it's our little secret. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your Money Clip. I've never won anything. I can't believe it. Up to seven times a day. Weekdays. You made my week. I sure the f*** hope we have. <laughs> See official rules and details at WMMR.com. Congratulations, and thank you so much for listening. MMR. Rocks. Uh, thank you very much. Sponsored by Hyundai City, South Jersey's official Hyundai headquarters. 93.3 WMMR. Take care. You too. Thank you. <laughs> off. <laughs> Me too. Everything. Who the f*** is this? That rocks. Our next guest has a lot of stuff coming out. He's got a few movies on the way. He's here to uh, promote one, though, called Wrath of Man. Yeah. Uh, Jason Statham in this movie as Love well. Love that. With Guy Ritchie directing. Lots of action, as you can yeah. imagine. Now. Love this guy's work. Mindhunter, I'm a huge fan of. So good. I'm a little embarrassed because I want to make sure I pronounce his last name correctly. I turn to you, Nick McElwain. Mm -hmm. How would you pronounce? I would say McElaney. McElaney? Yes, but I'm probably wrong. Not McElaney? I don't know. I would say McElaney. We're going to find out. All right. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Holt McElaney or McElaney to the show. (laughs) (laughs) I know you've heard it all your life, man, but... How, how do I do. I, I want to get I, that I, correct. Yeah, how do you do it? Oh, listen, it's no problem. Uh, I'm doing. Excuse me. I'm doing. I'm doing great, guys. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. It's nice to be with you. No problem, man. We're happy to have you on. Is it? Is it uh, McCallanine, By the way, it is. It is. It is. It is 
Holt McCallany. Yeah. Ah, I, should have, right. uh, I should have changed it, you know, you know, many, many years ago. But <laughs> I remember I was uh, I was a boy in school in Ireland and I was uh, 15 years old and I had snuck into a pub and I was talking to this old man and, um, you know, and he said, you want them to trip over it like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome, Holt. So I said, well, listen, if he can become a star with a name like Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> maybe I can become a star with a name like Holt McCallany. Well, <laughs> Preston said at the beginning of the, of the whole deal that we are we're fans of a lot of the stuff that you do. And uh, yeah. you play you. in this movie, Wrath of Man, you play a character named Bullet. And I believe that you'd be the first character, the first guy to play a character named Bullet since Steve McQueen. Well, look, uh, you know that you are, and you would be the first person to make that observation. But I'll tell you a quick story. Um, my mother was also an actress who did who did some movies in Hollywood and and and, and starred on Broadway in many productions. And one of the people that she did a movie with and a Broadway show with was the, the first wife of Steve McQueen, a woman named Neil Adams. Yeah. And Neil Adams was one of my mother's closest friends wow. for my entire life. And occasionally, when I was a little boy, Neil would come to the, to the house to visit my mom. And on one occasion, Steve was with her. Wow. And I remember, like, how, <laughs> like, you know, infatuated I was with this guy, with this with this quality that he had. He was so cool and he was so captivating. And I think that it was really that young that I decided that I was gonna, gonna become an actor. And you know, and he is one of the guys that I've always really admired, you know, and, um, and even now, uh, so many decades after his death, you know, he's still regarded internationally as one of the really the most important American movie stars. I, 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 I'm right with you. I, I adore him, and I love seeing uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Him being depicted at his prime time, uh, it was it was it was just right. great. Um, I, I wanted to bring up uh, Guy Ritchie is a filmmaker we all love, and working with him had to be really cool because he pulls together at least by my reckoning. A lot of times the casts are very macho, which is okay. And there's a lot of action, a lot of, a lot of really, a lot of swagger to his films. But there always seems to be sort of a fraternal atmosphere on his movies. Is that what you experienced? Yes, I think that's all fair. And you know, and I think it all comes from Guy, and 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 from his personality. You know, uh, you know, I've said this before in a couple of interviews, but you know, um, he's more than just a filmmaker. You know what I mean? It's like it, it, in the way that. Ralph Lauren is more than just a guy who makes clothes. Right. Do you know what I mean? There's a whole there's a whole sensibility. There's a whole style, a whole worldview. And you know, and you kind of get that with Guy. He loves these elegant gangsters. Do you know what I mean? He loves tough guys in expensive custom-made suits. <laughs> well, that that he, you know, he really does. And 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 he loves colorful characters and he loves clever dialogue, you know what I mean? And the kind of banter and camaraderie that you see. And, it, and it's infectious. And, he, and, he's, and you know, and, yeah. he, he's got his own style. So I, I liken him to people like Tarantino, like John Woo, yeah. and like his understanding of action. And I wanted to ask you, Hope, because Richie himself is a martial artist. How much sway does he have over, 
I know there's always stunt coordinators and things on on a film, but how is in the, in the physicality of the movie and and a, and a movie like this is is he putting his two cents in? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, look, you know, uh, it's a it's a, it's a Guy Ritchie film. Yeah, and uh, and 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 Guy is is very much excuse me, very much in charge. And um, what that means is that. You know, the stunt coordinator, we had great stunt guys, and we really did. Very talented guys. You know, the British guys, there's nobody tougher and uh, and, and, and smarter and more well-prepared. But that doesn't mean that they might not come and present something to Guy that Guy doesn't, isn't happy with. And right. he'll change the whole thing right there, right before we shoot it. You know, he's a, he's a tremendously confident guy about his creative instincts. And, you know, that's what has gotten him to where he is. Do you see what I mean? So. Yeah. So he is absolutely unafraid to make major changes right there on the spot. If, you know, if something, you know, has been, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, has prepared for him by the stunt department that, that, that he doesn't think is working, it's out. So, you know, how much of a stamp uh, uh, does Guy put on it? I mean, you know, uh, it, it's, it's, it's all Guy. Well, the, the 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 plot of the movie is it's uh, from what I understand it's a um um it's it's a remake of a film I think it's called Cash Truck and and oh no that, so 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 just to stop you right um it's a remake of a very good French film called Le Convoyeur okay and Le Convoyeur starred a a, a, a fabulous French actor named Jean Dujardin who you will probably remember because he won the Academy Award for Best Actor a few years ago for a film called The Artist. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's uh, right. So it's Albert Dupontel and Jean Dujardin. And, uh, and Jason uh, uh, Statham is in, the, uh, is in the Albert Dupontel part, and I'm in the, uh, I'm in the, Jean, uh, the Jean Dujardin part. But, um, uh, uh, you know, because I lived in France for many years. I went to college over there, and I act sometimes in French, uh, in French films. So huh. I was aware of the uh, of the original film and uh, and I've always liked Jean Dujardin you know because he's got a really uh, he's got a really interesting very engaging quality as an actor and um uh, so I was personally you know when I was chosen to play you know kind of his role in the English language remake I, I, I was I was uh, I was really happy about that. So, so it, it, to, to, to distill it down, because we want to talk to you as, as well about uh, Mindhunter and everything. The uh, um, it, it is a, a basically uh, Jason Statham's character. His son is murdered, and he is he begins exacting revenge. Would that be a, a safe, high concept way to present the plot? Yeah. So Jason Statham uh, goes uh, undercover at an armored car company to <laughs> excuse me to try to discover um, who was responsible for a heist that eventually inadvertently led to the death of his only son. Okay. Okay. Um, and, and this is, uh, by the way, for those who aren't aware, it is out in theaters today. I'm going to go do some giveaways for a screening of that that we have. And I know we don't have much time, Holt, but we definitely want to touch on Mindhunter. And uh, I've watched uh, both seasons twice over now, and I'm dying for the third. And I, I remember reading a while back that it was either you or Jonathan Groff... Uh, had some commitments and therefore had to delay the third season and then COVID came along. Is there any update as to when you guys might get back to that? Well, look, you know, uh, first of all, you know, um, it's that, that it's all up to uh, my friend David Fincher. You know, uh, uh, David uh, is our executive producer and is uh, the creative uh, force behind the show. 
Um, look, you know, um, uh, uh, both Jonathan and myself, I know, you know, would have made sure to keep our schedules clear <laughs> um, uh, to come back and do Mindhunter Season 3. And, uh, and frankly, as many seasons as, as David wanted to do, because uh, uh, it, 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 it's an amazing show. We're yeah. very proud of it. Um, audiences really liked it. And uh, but, you know, um, uh, it's, it's also, a, uh, you know, it's a, it's a difficult show to make. It was it was a lot of work. And, uh, you know, when I, I, I think, um, you know, David wanted to take a break from it. Um, you know, there were some rumors in the press recently that uh, uh, that some discussions about a possible third season are, are were taking place. But I don't know if there's any veracity to that. You know, um, I'm just grateful that that we got to make two seasons of the show. People love the show. Uh, and if Netflix, Netflix wants to, to green light a third season and David wants to come back, you know, they won't have to ask me twice. Well, if, if, if you don't make a third season, the FBI will be investigating me because we've got to have it. we got, we got to ramp up this BTK, BTK killer thing. Um, all right. right. Holt, we're, we're, we're huge fans. Thanks for coming on this morning. Good luck with uh, Wrath of Man and Down the Road is the Ice Road and Nightmare Alley and all these other great projects. So we appreciate your time today. Well, I, Appreciate it, and, and you know, please uh, to all your listeners out there. Uh, uh, Wrath of Man is an exciting film. It's a fun ride. You, you, you'll, you'll definitely enjoy it. So please uh, check it out. You got it. Thank you, Holt McCallum. Hey. Yeah. Got it right. Uh, and we do have uh, some passes for this screening, and I can take uh, caller number eleven at two one five two six three WMMR, and we will set you up with that two one five two six three. Uh, WMMR, and it, it opens today, Preston, so, which is cool. We're giving away tickets to a theater screening of a movie. An actual, wow. in the theater movie. movie. That's the first time that's <laughs> happened in over a year. Yeah. Gotta be, right? Yeah. Has to be. With this kind of thrust, with the, with the, the major release, Yeah, not like Monster Truck 8. Didn't you tell me that um, A Quiet Place 2 is going to be released in, in a theaters? couple weeks? Yeah. In theaters? Yeah, theaters. Theaters only. It's a great sign. Yeah. I'm ready to go to the movies. I am as well. I love it, and and you're going to get a lot of people. Uh, you know, her just uh, listen when the when the uh, the whole Marvel thing announcing the next phase came out, and they started it off with the reaction of a movie theater audience just to the fu- final scenes in Endgame. You remember what that experience is like to yep. hear that crowd go nuts, and it's going to be great. Uh, we got more guests. Yeah, we do. A little yeah. later on, we've got uh, Dave Navarro of Jane's Addiction joining us in about uh, 45 minutes or so. Uh, and right now, we have somebody who's going to be appearing at Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight and through the weekend. There are two shows each night, I believe, and you can go to heliumcomedy.com uh, to get those tickets. Please welcome to the program, it's our first time talking to him, Mr. Chappelle Lacey. Yay! Hey, oh, Chappelle. That's a, that's a great round of applause there. I appreciate that. <laughs> We're doing what we can. There's a few of us here. We're happy to welcome I you. Like, I feel like I'm on stage right now. <laughs> you nice. know, uh, I got to tell you, uh, Chappelle, I, I was not that familiar, familiar with you leading up to this and doing the research on you. And, <laughs> and both Casey and, and Preston, and we were all talking, you're a fascinating guy. And and then checking out your stand-up, you're a very funny guy and, and, and naturally a comedic guy. But the you're like a you're like a Swiss Army knife of stuff that's going on, uh, and one of the things that just blew me away is your love of music and how essential music has been to your life, specifically punk music. And uh, and I was reading an interview with you uh, where uh, you basically say one of the seminal moments of your life was the first time you heard Mississippi Queen. Oh wow! Yeah. How-
wow, you guys did your research. <laughs> you have to, man. Yeah. No, but it, it was that that's so that's so yeah. cool. First first off, when you said you got Dave Navarro coming on, I was like, wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me cut that one too. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, that was when I was like, man, I had to be like I don't know, six years old, maybe something like that. It's elementary school. I was real, real little. But my mom, um, whenever we were, like, cleaning up the house on, like, Saturday mornings, she would always play music. You know, she wasn't playing rock, but she, you know, a lot of, like, old school R&B, a lot right. of funk, all that stuff. And so, you know, it was just such a happy, you know, time. And then every night, like, like late at night, I'd go in the living room and I'd listen to music, like, real low on the radio and then I switched the radio station. I heard uh, Mississippi queen. And that was like, boom, just took me to <laughs> yeah. another level of music. That know? opening riff. I mean, it grabs you. You're like, dude, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. And then Leslie West's voice is just mm, monstrous. So yeah, that was what did it for me. So nice. it propelled you forward. And you, you were talking about how it was like, it was like, it was like, there was a bit of abuse going around in your, in your, in your earlier years and that, that, um, that was sort of an outlet and that was your joy. Um, so I have to ask you, uh, man, you guys really did your, what the hell? <laughs> well, I think it's so cool because you're, you're such a naturally funny guy with all this, with this kind of, you could have, you could have gone fully music. You could have been a morose bastard because of how your life went, and yet you're a naturally funny yeah. guy. So you got all these things that sort of on the periphery seem like therapy for you. Yeah, 100%. I mean, music was like the biggest escape. And like, honestly, the reason why I love punk so much, like that's I consider punk my blood because punk is what helped me like stand up for myself, like to like my, you know, stepfather at the time and stuff. So that, that that's what helped me like, I don't know. Yeah, we all know like punk has that rebellion to it, and it just makes you understand your own individuality and how to think for yourself. And that's what made me like, you know, really take things like, like give me like this new perspective. It was like, it, it was, and I say it's my blood because I'm like, oh, this was always in me. I just needed to find it. Yeah, you know? I, I can completely see that. Are you still in a band now, Lace? Am I in a band now? Yeah. Uh, I do a little, you know, uh, during the pandemic, actually, some uh, comedians that are also into punk and also, you know, play play instruments, uh, we were, like, bored, you know, trying to figure out what to do. And, you know, uh, practice spaces were actually still open. So we we just would, you know, get in the practice space and just, like, cover some songs and stuff, which is, like, fun. And we've been doing it for, for a minute now. Hopefully, you know, maybe we can write some originals because cool. I've tried the whole band. And that shit is tough. I mean, that stuff is tough. All right, <laughs> that's all right. That's okay. Um, no, okay. It, it, it is. It is. Uh, it is cool. And and you made an observation, and Preston, you're going to love this because I think this is something that we can all agree with. Uh, you're a huge fan of the movie Tombstone, and you say Doc Holliday is completely punk, right? And, and and if you stop and think, we love Val Kilmer's performance. I have T-shirts that quote that movie, and, and it, it, so is that your favorite movie? Wow, you guys know a lot. About wow. Yeah, you know, um, I saw that movie when I was a kid. Uh, around the time it came out, I think it came out, what was it, 93 or 94? 93, 94. Around there, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I just remember seeing that as a kid and, you know, being so gravitated towards that character. But I didn't really, I didn't know why I was so gravitated towards, you know, 
that that Doc Holliday character. And then as I've gotten older, you know, over the years, I was like, I realized more and more and more, like, I was like, yeah, like, I was like, the dude's kind of like, he, he's punk. Yeah. You know what I mean? The way that, like, I mean, it, this, I mean, that was just my perspective on it. They see it differently, but, like, you know, just his, his cadence and how he was and just, like, you know, the, w- the way he just, I don't know, just that delivery of everything. No, he, he he doesn't he doesn't give a rat's ass. But what he does do is he gives a rat's ass about his friend, and he will do anything yeah. for his friend. He is unerringly yeah. loyal. Loyal, yeah, yeah. loyalty. Yeah. That was like a, a big thing, and you know, and I I just you know whenever I saw it, and yeah, like I said, as I got older, I just more and more and more, I was just like, yeah, that's if there's one character I connect with in a movie, it's hands down yeah. uh, probably that. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Isn't that wild, Preston, to think think, And he's right. Doc Holliday has a punk attitude. Oh, most definitely. He wasn't like anybody else, as for sure. He was doing his own thing. Well, well, like that famous scene when they're in the uh, bar and and Johnny Ringo's, like, you know, doing the gunslinging. Yep. And then he just takes a tin can and just flips it. (laughs) Thing ever. You know what I mean? I'm not scared. You you know, like, I love that. Love that. It's It's great. Hey, I also were doing our research. We came across the fact that you were a uh, you were in uh, competitive cheerleading at the University of uh, Louisville. Is that correct? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did that for like I I uh, I dropped out there. Actually, that's where I started doing comedy. Oh, huh. that that's, yeah, that's, that can be brutal. A lot of oh, people you got to be strong. People have gone gotten past the dismissive. Oh, you're a cheerleader, and then when you see those competitions, we did a, we we did a story. It's a couple of years ago, and they were, they were laying out the, mo- the most injuries accrued oh, yeah. across sports. And it turns out, like, competitive cheerleading, there are tons of injuries. Well, he's not – I mean, he's essentially weightlifting, right? Yeah. Like, that's – you know, he's chucking yeah. these women in the air and catching them. And, you know, so, like, you're, you're there as, as the base, and then these women are just absolute and insane acrobats. Yeah, they're the flyers. Yeah. The and sometimes, you know, sometimes they don't – come down that easy so like i remember once we were at a, we were at a nationals big nationals uh in florida and we were doing our pyramid and and you know the girl like flew wrong or whatever and her foot stomped on my my face oh. and uh <laughs> and, and i didn't even realize that i just thought my eye was like watery but there was blood oh, God. coming out of my eye like we, we we literally have to compete tomorrow so i had to like had it like well, luckily I didn't need any stitches, but I had to get like the glue or whatever. But there was just like blood dripping down my face. Yeah, but like, yeah, it, it's a it's a lot of crazy, crazy injuries. It's a lot of work too. I mean, you know, just trying to throw some people in the air and catch them, <laughs> and then also like you know, flipping your body around. Like, yeah, they, yeah, there's tons of injuries. Yeah, too. They, 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 I think it's it's gotten to the point now where people realize it it, it deserves mad props for 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 physicality. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, were, yeah. You, were you there just basically for muscle, or can you do like back handsprings and backflips and stuff like that? Yeah, so yeah, I can do all the backflips. So originally, when I was like five, I taught myself how to do backflips because I loved like martial art films. Yeah, and so I, you know, even those like old school like dub, uh, the dub voices of the martial yeah. art films. Where yeah. They would, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I loved all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. But. Uh, but yeah, I would I would go out front and I just like just start flipping off like uh, picnic benches, <laughs> and then one day I just like 
did it all on the floor and just kept doing it ever since. And then when I was like 15, that's when I joined cheer. Uh, so, uh, go ahead, Bryce. All right, now, have you ever pulled off one of these acrobats, uh, acrobatic moves on stage at a comedy routine? <laughs> Uh, no, not during a routine. I've done it like after, like, you know, one time, like a fan was like, do one. And I was like, all right. And I, I, you know, I have the basic, you know, back tuck, which is like back foot, no hands or whatever. But yeah. Dude, that's like, cool. That's then, cool. Yeah, that's, that's about it though. All right. But, well, but you, don't ask me. <laughs> we won't ask you. <laughs> I, I gotta say though, your material is very funny and you're, you're, um, and also, it's it's very honest. You you, you, you the audience really uh, connects to you. you. Talk about time in in, in uh, you know dealing with the anger issues and stuff. But yeah. you come out the other side, and um, you know the the stuff is very up. It's very it's very cool. That's why I, we were all fascinated. Like, man, this guy's been through a lot of crap, and here he is, yeah. and he's very very casual, very candid, and uh, you turned it all around into a good thing. So that's it's got to also be cool to be in front of. <laughs> That's what Punk taught me. It said, dude, yeah. in a Ramones doc, it said you take you take the the bad things and you just turn it into something great. Yeah, well, the, wow. the fact that you're in front of live audiences and doing what you're doing is 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 got to be awesome. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 fun. I, I mean, because I mean, listen, I, you know, I we all got one shot at this. Like, why why you know dwell on something that already happened yeah <laughs> yeah no good good attitude All right. helium comedy club tonight 7 15 9 30 and tomorrow night as well you can get the tickets at heliumcomedy.com he's the doc holiday of comedy hey Chappelle, have a good time while you're in philly man thanks for checking in Chappelle Lacey, guys Kind of audio was breaking up a yeah, little bit yeah. on him, but uh, super nice guy. And Nick had pulled up his Instagram account, and he had a while back posted a Throwback Thursday video of him with the competitive cheerleading. Steve, not only is he doing backflips and stuff, he does this jump up in the air where he does splits. And when I say his legs, they don't just go out flat. They go up. Holy hell. Like, like, uh, uh, is that what that is? Yeah. Uh, how can somebody that... Big and muscular as him, Do that. be that flexible. <laughs> That's crazy. And not rip your sack in half. I, I'm, I'm looking at this. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't want to say 45 degree angles that his legs go yeah. up, but but definitely like in that 25 degree uh, range. Unbelievable. Crazy. You do a case? Uh, no, okay. no, 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 never, never. Unbelievable. No. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, but, like, you know, I taught myself how to do back handsprings when I was little, but I could never, ever do the, the uh, that was a straddle. Uh, Bring it on. <laughs> Bring it Wait, on. Wait, I taught myself the how, new to, Stallone cheer movie. how to do on. the back handspring, too, Case. I, yeah. I used to pull the mattress off of my bed and do it in my bedroom. Oh, oh what? Is that it? The practice? Yeah. Kathy, I... <laughs> do her. I did. Uh, I used to bring the couch cushions outside <laughs> and put them outside of my house. <laughs> and uh, and because I also wanted to do, like, the uh, jump and flip off of the off the wall. You know, um, so I had to do that. We could probably do a whole segment on what all you did with couch cushions because we oh, used dude. to use them as uh, <laughs> my my friend Tim and Matt's house. We would play hockey in the basement. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. And so we would take the we would take the couch cushions mm. and take belts. And strap them on our legs, and those were your pads. If you were in goal, that was it. If you were the goaltender, that was your that was it. And we would use 
like a full-on puck yeah, or yeah. a hard street puck or something Jesus. like that, and the, the couch cushions were what we used. When we had our, like, little kid bed with, like, the single mattress, we used to pull that off when we got a little older and we were a little stronger, and we used to ride it down the stairs. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. You know what's good for that, too, is the, the clothes hamper or the uh, a big clothes oh, basket. Yeah. Laundry basket? You yeah, got to be yeah, careful, yeah. though, because yeah. I mean, they go fast. Basically, you're in the Olympics for bobsledding at that point. Yeah, mm-hmm. but also, if it catches one step, it will launch you off. Well, and we had the, the front door was at the bottom of the stairs, so right. we would go crashing <laughs> into the door. Yeah, we had we had our back sliding glass door yeah. right, there. right there. And, like, I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> you you're flirting knew. with death. Yeah. So what? We can do it. We're kids. We're invincible. Um, I have a caller on the line. I don't know what they want to talk about, but uh, I'm going to go to them. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, my family. (laughs) It's been a while since. How are you doing, Preston? I'm I'm good, Gary. How are you? I'm fine, young man. I just like to wish my number one girl, Kathy Sweet T. Romano, the greatest mom in the world, a very, very, very happy Mother's Day. And that goes to, that goes for Rochelle, Diane, and and Mariska. Uh, hold on, Rochelle, Diane, and oh my God, oh Rochelle, Diane, and no. oh, Claire. Claire, 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 yeah, yeah. She, she she's fur babies, to fur babies, yeah. yeah. And then how, how you guys doing, man? I Sorry. miss you guys. Okay, just keep going. And Melissa, thanks, Gar. <laughs> you're, you're the best, mom, Marty. You're the best, buddy. Marty, 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 Marty. Marty. It's Marty's day. My, my good friends call me Marty. <laughs> I thought it was Marty. Yeah, okay. So yeah. what's going on with you, Gary? What are you doing? Well, I got my coronavirus shot uh, last Thursday. Went to jury duty yesterday, and I'm about ready to get on with my new life. Did you jury get duty? Picked? Now, were you were you being picked, or were you the defendant? No, man, stop! They oh, sent and... me home with a nine dollar check. Oh, oh nice. not bad. So, so you didn't get uh, picked to sit on a jury? No, it was a, it was a waste of my time. I came home. All I made was three dollars. I think I couldn't get a quarter. I thought it was nine dollars. Let me. <laughs> it cost me five to get there, and a dollar to cash a check. So oh. yeah, well, that's how he broke. Hey, uh, Gary, did uh, did they did you stay in the selection or in the in the waiting room all morning long? Or did I, they? I, as soon as I walked in the criminal justice center, Presbo, they, <laughs> they said, the "Get out of here." The cop <laughs> says, "What are you here for, jury duty?" I said, "Yes, sir." He said, "Go to that man." He says, "You've been formally excused for today. We have oh. a jury been picked." I said, "You're kidding me." I said, "I got up at six o'clock to be down here by eight o'clock, and, and now you're sending me home." I can't imagine what lawyer would not want you in the jury. Oh, and... I'll be a great lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> You'd be a great, great lawyer. lawyer. Oh. Going to law school. Defendant, no, you know what? Defendant, defendant, prosecutor, <laughs> Supreme Court justice. I would love. Okay, Gary, that's going to be our next skit. It's going to be you in in uh, a few good men. Yes, hey, barrister. By the way, by the way Captain said uh, Dennis taking you out for Mother's Day, honey. Uh, you know what? We're going to my brother's house. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, honey. Having a barbecue or yeah. what? Uh, I, I'm not sure. Well, just make sure Can you I get Gary the address. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have ribs over there? Yeah. Well, look, I'll, 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 definitely see, I'll definitely see at the barbecue, but I hope it's sooner than not later. Well, we My hope so as well. No, the no, 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 the barbecue. <laughs> yeah, those... I know where he's parked. <laughs> you know where he does. Yeah, yeah, sure he waits for us. Yeah, I'm sure he knows. And you got plans for your beautiful wife, Rochelle Preston? <laughs> Uh, actually, Gary, I'm going to visit my mother. Oh, that's uh, right. You're going to St. Louis. Not St. Louis. I'm going to Florida, but, um, St. Florida. My, my mom lives in Florida, but yeah, she's in a, um, uh, she's in a rehab facility because she broke a couple of ribs, um, uh, about a week and a half ago, unfortunately. So, but I'm going to go visit her, uh, but you know, we'll come back and, and spend some time with, uh, with oh, Rochelle. Maybe you can take care of her while I'm gone. <laughs> oh, I'm a great caregiver, Preston. I know. 
Hey, Do you right, need those massages? I hope, mom, I hope your mom's okay, and Thanks. I hope you enjoy your visit with your mother. I appreciate it's, it. It's man. good to hear from you, Gary. Yeah, well, I, I love you. So I was wondering if you could play that song by the OJ's. I always love my mama. No, no, but thanks for asking. Yeah, uh, we, we will hum that. it in a uh, commercial break. No, but we we will play the Mr. T song. Yes, Mother, we need to. There is no other. <laughs> yeah, which I think is perfect for Mother. Hey, thank days. you for having me. I truly miss my family. And you should go to. You guys are the effing br- greatest, man. All thank right, you, thanks, man. Gary. All right, have a good weekend, buddy. Yeah, you, have a, you have a better one with your mom, Preston. Thanks, buddy. All right, Gary Lauer is a nice guy. He's the one and only. All right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Gary! I was thinking about him the other day. I don't know why. I think I was. I had three tests. No, maybe that was it. No, it's, I, I think just the just the phrase, I got my jam back, was in my head. Yeah. For some reason, random you know clips or, or things that we play will pop up in my head, and then they'll stick there for the day. And it was, I got my jam back. It's it's great to hear those. Was yeah. stuck there for a little while. Um, You know, actually, I'm glad Gary called in, because if we have a couple of minutes. Just a couple. All right. Um, yeah. uh, I do want to acknowledge Mother's Day. Yes. And would like to play a little bit of the Mr. D. Yeah, here we go. There is no other. Mother. Treat her right. Mother. Treat her right. Treat her right. Mother. I always love her. My mother. So treat her right. Treat her right. I don't know if you've ever made it this far in the song. No. Always for the oven with the burning heat. Where she stood making sure I had something to eat. He's sucking her feet. Ew. Pee on the street yeah. and then suck on her feet. Wow. I saw a, uh, not to go off on a tangent, I know sure. we're doing the mother thing here, but I saw yeah. a, a couple of guys assessing uh, at the time that he was, you know, Mr. T and he was Clever Lang, um, you know, and then you had Van Damme and you had all these other people of the time who were these, you know, movie martial artists and all this stuff. And the, the members of this group who were all martial artists and stuntmen and all that stuff said, pound for pound, if there had been a fight at that time, they would have put their money on Mr. T because he had had more real world. He was he had won the bouncer, the bouncer competition yeah. like three years in a row. Yep. So um, so he was he had all those tricks and stuff in his yeah deal. B- bouncers are, are some of the toughest guys out yeah. there because they're 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 getting in real world yeah uh, skirmishes altercations yeah. and it happens a lot. I was surprised to hear these guys because, and then I, and the guy who was conducting the thing said, "Yeah, I guess that does make sense." Yeah, and this was if he would have been in a fight with who? With the people of the time where he was uh, the, uh, the the period of around Clubber Lang, Rocky Three, right. your, your Van Dams, your oh okay, uh, I'm those, sorry. those 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 uh, uh, those okay. movie. Oh, I believe that. Martial art, yeah. Oh, I firmly believe that. Even yeah. though those guys were were trained at at sport fighting and right, so right, on. Yeah. This guy was grabbing people who had knives and bottles and, right, and, right. and were tough, drunk, muscle people and tossing them out. And, uh, yeah, he's the real deal, man. Um, so yeah. Mothers, we were talking mothers, about. Mothers, I only have... What is this? Is this what <laughs> Gary requested? No. Oh, okay. This is Lunch Money Lewis, Preston. <laughs> Lunch Money Lewis. I don't know. My son likes this song. Oh, okay. I've never heard of Lunch Money Lewis. Okay. <laughs> well, now you have. All right, thank you. Uh, I only have a. We don't have much time, but Steve sent me a uh, list of the worst moms in history. <laughs> yes, oh, um, actual mothers or yeah, actual yeah, mothers. Yeah, yeah real right. stories. But I'm not going to be able to go all through through all of them. But uh, maybe I can get a couple of them real quick. Uh, like an example they give is Mary Ball Washington, George Washington's mother. Apparently, what? Jo- and she made a couple lists. Was a lunatic. Yeah, she had been a miserable mom. It says here uh, while he was working day in and night uh, to keep the revolution alive. 
Uh, while it was uh, hanging by a thread, she was bad-mouthing the American cause to anyone who would listen. In fact, French military officers stationed in Virginia, where she lived, claimed that she was an outright loyalist to King George III. Ma! Uh, yeah, right? It's George. Ma! Will you see what I'm trying to do? And despite enjoying a comfortable lifestyle, George had uh, bought her, the king, a very nice house, which still stands in Fredericksburg. Or no, George Washington had yeah. I'm sorry, not King George. Uh, she whined about being poor and consistently hounded Virginia's legislature uh, for what we know today as welfare support cl- for her, claiming though, that she was destitute. Even though she was wealthy. Yeah. Ma! And she embarrassed George all the way to the presidency, whereupon she died at age 80. Uh, and it says here she even looked like George in drag. Uh, you you <laughs> know what? I'm looking at, a, at a, 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 a portrait of her. She does. She's oh, effing wow. horrible. Wow. Yeah. Uh, here's hey, one. Your mother looks good. Here's one that you and I know the story of, Steve. Ma Barker. Yes. Uh, Donnie Barker. Uh, she made the FBI's public enemies list during the notorious 1930s crime wave. J. Edgar Hoover called her the most vicious, dangerous, and resourceful criminal brain of the last decade. She was ruthless. And she turned crime into the family business. Her sons, Herman, Lloyd, Fred, and Arthur Baker, or Barker, I'm sorry, uh, became criminals the minute they got out of diapers. Murder, car theft, kidnapping, armed robbery, bank holdups, the boys did it all, and Mom was right there with them. Uh, things came to an abrupt end in a rented rural Florida hideout in uh, January 1935. A shootout with FBI agents straight out of a gangster movie ended with Ma and Fred going down in a hail of bullets, and a Thompson machine gun was found by their side. And there were some she, fresh cookies on the table. She was a criminal, but she kind of sounds like a nice mom. She, <laughs> she brought the boys into the family well, business. I, uh, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's look at the yeah. yeah. Let's look at the bonding side of things. Right. Here. She wanted to. Yeah. Relate to her kids. She was basically procreating Nick to, to have a mob. Yeah. By yeah. the way, their bodies, and this is back in the 30s, they, their bodies were put on public display. Mm. Oh, wow. Those were the days. Uh, and then they they stored unclaimed for eight months until poor relatives scraped up the cash to bury them. Oh, eight months later? Uh, yeah. So they were... <laughs> yeah. They, oddly enough, uh, visitation to the uh, exhibition oh. died down after the first three months. They were a little gaming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Don't go in there. They were buried next to Herman, who had shot himself eight years earlier to avoid capture after a bungled bank robbery. And then I'll have time just to do one more. Mary Ann Cotton. Not familiar, but she came up on a couple of lists. Yes, she did. Um, She was in the UK and because uh, this 19th century nurse, dressmaker, and housekeeper had a secret hobby. She would poison and kill people. She killed... (laughs) 11 of her 13 children. She killed 11 of her 13 kids. All four of her husbands, two lovers, and two other people. All for their insurance money, apparently. I'm sorry, I just like poisoning people. And arsenic was her murder weapon of choice. Uh, She racked up a body count of 21 before Scotland Yard finally caught up with her. Uh, The London Times reported after conviction, the wretched woman exhibited strong emotion... But this gave place in a few hours to her habitual, cold, reserved demeanor. Uh, she harbors a strong conviction uh, that royal clemency will be extended towards her. Uh, but that didn't happen. No. Uh, when Marianne Cotton was hanged in 1873, she died. She died not from her neck breaking, which was what they would usually yeah. do. They'd, they'd have it so the the rope would be long enough to where it would snap your neck and it would be a quick death. But she died by strangulation caused by the rope being cut too short, possibly deliberately. They uh, wanted her to they suffer. They wanted to suffer. Yeah. 
Uh, a bad ending for a truly bad mom. <laughs> it's crazy. So well, you always you, hear the good stuff, and there's been, yeah. a bad, there's been a few stinkers in the lot. Yeah, maybe this is, you know, yeah. mom isn't your favorite person. Maybe this will yeah. give you some, uh, maybe you'll save on that uh, that uh, yellow rose from Stephen Singer. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And uh, that's, uh, hey, that's our Mother's Day observation Yay! here <laughs> on the President's Day. Show. But listen, <laughs> maybe you love your mom, and there was a great mom, and that is Peg. Eggs uh. with Peg was named after her at Keenan. She was the head of the, the Keenan brood. And I have a four-pack of tickets. If you can make it to the Eggs with Peg party in North Wildwood, it is Friday, May 28th. It's officially opening of the Jersey Shore. Starts at 8 a.m., so you got to be there early. We'll take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. Brent Porsche will be there on location to check in with us. We will virtually kick uh, the shore season in with them. A Memorial Day weekend and uh, Keenan's at 113 North Wildwood. Jersey Avenue North Wildwood is there for you. And it's from brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. Tickets are on sale Monday at 10 a.m. You can click events at WMMR.com. For complete details, you can visit the Keenan's Facebook page and the proceeds benefit John R. Elliott Hero Campaign for Designated Drivers. So uh, did I say caller number 10? 12. Caller number 12. 215-263-WMMR. We're going to take a break. We'll be back when we return. Bizarre file. The money word, Dave Navarro yeah. of Jane's Addiction. All of that coming up next. Rock Breakdown with Sarah hits on the casting of Pete Davidson as Joey Ramone in the upcoming Netflix biopic and Weezer's venture into vacuums. Plus some updates to the Preston and Steve ringtone repertoire for your phone and why Brett Michaels preferred Slash over CeCe DeVille as guitarist for Poison. All right, we got uh, cash coming up. We have a guest coming up. But before any of that, we need to do this. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by Horizon. Get Horizon Services AC tune-up for just $49, plus a heater tune-up this fall for only $39. Call now or visit horizonservices.com for details. One second. Broccoli. I got a little something, something in my uh, throat here. Okay, so uh, this is level of boredom, ex- boredom extreme. A man named Gareth Wilde lives in London. Back in 2015, he began a six-year quest to park in all 211 <laughs> spots of his local supermarket Come parking on. lot. <laughs> oh, and he even used a spreadsheet to track his progress. All right. He took to Twitter to reveal the completion of his mission and included diagrams of the Superstore's parking lot for anyone in the area who might want to recreate his feet. So all 211 available spots. Yep. <laughs> Could he have just gone when the store was closed? Or he was... didn't want to do that. Okay. Oh. He wanted to do it while he was legitimately going to the grocery all store. Right. And sometimes, well, I'll, I'll explain right. the story. So, on his Twitter thread, uh, thread which now uh, has been liked more than 50,000 times, probably even more since the story came out, he explained that uh, handicapped and motorcycle spaces couldn't be counted as he cannot use these or either of them. So, he had a total of 211 spaces that he could access. He said the task led him to dub 11 spots the God tier or best spots and 29 as the worst. And he also noted that some spots were nearly impossible to get and required him to take a few extra late evening trips to the store 
which wasn't far from his home. So he didn't just pull into a spot, pull out, and go into another one. And then it was like each trip he took. So he would That's only he so would long. only do it if it was if he actually was going to the store, or would he do it only when the store hours were in effect? I think only when he was actually going to the store. Wow. And so sometimes he would make sure that his trip to the store that day would be at night when he could grab these coveted spot. Wow, yeah, you'd have to be... Because it took six years. Yeah, and also, you're, you're, if you go, you got to beat employees in and everything. Yep, yeah. So, uh, that's that's his thing. You do you, yes. as you said before. Uh, the town of Noto in Ishikawa received millions of yen to do the uh, to, uh, due to the impact of COVID-19. The money was part of a rural revitalization project to help the countryside in the wake of the virus. In Japan, the local government uh, now is decide, would decide how to spend the money, such as infection countermeasures or money to help close businesses. But Noto, this town, is known for squid. And around 25 million yen of the funds were set aside for a huge squid monument to entice tourists to visit the area <laughs> once the pandemic is over. So there idea of money best spent was on this gigantic squid statue. That is exactly correct, Steve. All right. The pandemic is not over. Hear me out. Some of the country's most metropolitan areas are currently under a state of emergency, but they decided to build a giant squid. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but we have a, a huge squid statue. Uh, it is 29 and a half feet across, 13 feet high, and over 42 feet long. Look at it. It's a beautiful. Uh, the total cost of the project was 27 million yen. Yeah. Uh, there have been questions. It should have been bigger. Locals over... <laughs> Whether this was necessary or even an effective way face is necessary. to do PR for Noto. But that's what they did, and the squid statue is now there. Well, that said, it is actually pretty cool looking. It is kind of yeah. cool looking. A battle over a disco ball has a Jonesboro man facing residential burglary and robbery charges. Rodney Thomas was arrested in connection with an incident at a home. Police said that officers... Went to the home after getting a call about an assault with a head injury. Uh, the victim states that Rodney Thomas approached him about a disco ball that he had purchased from Thomas for $20. Yeah, I'll buy that disco ball. But he was wanting it back, and the victim refused, and Thomas pushed him back into the apartment. Police said a person who was with Thomas then assaulted the victim. The victim had broken ribs and a cut to his head after the assault. Thomas and the other person who was not named then left. <laughs> Disco ball, disco ball. I want my disco ball back. Uh, Thomas also faces a misdemeanor theft charge in the case. A $10,000 bond was set for Thomas over the disco ball. You know how you get with your... When you get, you, uh, there's a, a disco crazy. ball that you find and you yeah. love. It's yeah. hard to part with it. Uh, as part of the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission's new measure to protect the state's ecosystem from 16 high-risk invasive reptiles... Floridians now must uh, microchip their pet iguanas uh, and also their uh, Argentine black and white tegu. It seems like an obvious. So you have to now tag them on tag days. They declared that the pet iguanas and tag, Ar- you're an iguana. Argentine black and white tegus, uh, two commonplace pets for reptile lovers, have to be monitored by the government of Florida. So this is to- <laughs> it's, it's getting crazy down there, man. Especially uh, like with the snakes and stuff, uh, because of iguanas, because iguanas and Argentine black and white tigus are not uh, native animals to Florida's wildlife. Uh, their their release of the population in the wild are a threat to the Florida ecosystem. Now I, go do that tigu that you do so well. I guess it's pronounced tigu. It may be tegu. I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, Florida's home to 500 non-native uh, species that 
if not uh, adequately watched, are harmful to the existing environment. You mentioned the pythons. They're out of control, too. So, uh, But they're going to have you chip your iguanas and tegus. Uh, let's see here. This is pretty funny. Police were called to Ardmore Tea Room in Halifax, Nova Scotia, earlier th- early Thursday morning after someone called in to report that someone was dining indoors at the facility in violation of the COVID-19 lockdown rules. Mike Cormier owns the tea room and says that he saw the officer looking through the window at a mannequin sitting at a table <laughs> and says he went out to speak with the officer to confirm that the caller had mistaken the mannequin for a human customer. Cormier posted about the incident on Instagram, writing, Please don't call the police on us. We're only open for takeout and delivery, not eat-in. She's a mannequin to help with our social distancing. And there you go. That is all I have in the Bizarre File for you. Now, all right, it's time. It's 10 o'clock. Let's do this thing. 93.3 WMMR. It's time for a Preston and Steve money clip. I gotta go to the bathroom, Daddy. Now, here's your money clip keyword. All right, the word is pay. Three letters, that's it, P-A-Y. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. Three ways to do it. You can text to the special contest short code number 45911. Or if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, just enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. And one random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest. That person will get a call from our company, Beasley, so make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com. And it is sponsored by Hyundai City. Uh, and the word again is pay, P-A-Y. So get on it. Like I said, you have until 15 minutes after the hour. Good luck to you. Uh, we've been mentioning all morning long, tickets for the MM Barbecue go on sale right now. It is exactly 10 a.m. Yeah. You can get your tickets. Uh, the lawn seats start at just 25 bucks, And we want you to get on board because we want you to be there for all of the bands and all the activities that are taking place. We're going to have Aaron Jones, who we just played. Uh, Dorothy, uh, Mammoth, Wolfgang Van Halen's band, Mammoth, yeah. will be there. Dirty Honey, Cheap Trick, The Offspring, and the band that this gentleman is in, who is joining us right now. We're so excited to have Jane's Addiction on the on the uh, uh, the bill. Yeah, and like I said, I've seen them before. I saw them at the Spectrum ages ago. Amazing, right? Blew me out of the water. One of my favorite shows in that building of all time. Please welcome Mr. Dave Navarro. Yeah. Good morning, Dave. Hi, guys. Hey, thanks for coming thanks. on. Thanks for having me. That's a very nice welcome. Uh, it's our pleasure, man. Like I said, yeah, I've, I've seen you guys before. I know the kind of energetic show that you bring and uh, that, you know, you, you guys get the audience in on the party. You you make it happen. And it's been a while since we've partied, Dave, so <laughs> big expectations. It's been a while. Yeah. Well, big expectations for me, too. I got to tell you, the other night, you know, L.A. is starting to open up and and have indoor eating and dining and things like that. And I went to a restaurant the other night, and it was overwhelming. Just yeah. people and noise and things going on and plates being dropped. And and then I thought forward to our show coming up in September. I was like, man, I'm not even prepared to be in a restaurant. <laughs> what, but you, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, what yeah. is it going to be like walking out on like, a festival audience with you guys? But I'm, I'm excited to do it, man. It's been a long time. So well, the, um, the way we're pretty psyched. The way it's progressing is that so the, the show is, at, you know, it's at the end of September. So, again, uh, everyone's sort of feeling their way. It's like the, the cobwebs are lifting and the doors are opening and everyone's looking above ground. And by that time, I think we're going to be in a nice swing of things. But I can't think of a better scenario, especially since it'll be a little bit cooler in September. Yeah. And uh, and uh, you know the the roster's great. And I've never, I Preston's seen you guys a number of times, uh, and I've always wanted to see Jane's Addiction, and this oh. is 
people are freaking out. Oh, that's great. Thank you for that. Yeah, I'm also super excited to see Wolfgang Band. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've, we've been talking yeah. quite quite a bit about that, David. I, w- I want to get your take on this because yeah. we, we, the, the music that we've heard so far, very impressive. I, you know, yeah. he had a lot to live up to. And that's another thing. And I, I'm... I'm I'm hoping for the best because not only is he a young musician trying to make his way, but I I need somebody to carry on that Eddie um, um, uh, legacy. Legacy. The Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah. and that's got to be a tremendous amount of pressure on him. I assume. I'm sure he's gladly uh, going to take this on, but um, you know, it's got to be a, a weird position to be in. Yeah, I would imagine the best thing for him is to acknowledge that and be aware of it. But to just do his own thing, man. Yeah. He's his own human being, and, and like he's got his direction musically. And from what I've seen, it's it is very different than Van Halen. It's a little bit more, uh, I don't know, more modern rock, I suppose. Yeah. But you know, it's it's he's he's fantastic, and and you know, I, I want to see him. I want to check out the band, and I'm going to do everything in my power <laughs> to not tell him. How much your dad meant to me? It's hard though, right? You know, it's going to be impossible, but you know, you know how hard that's going to be to not do. But, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I just I, I hope the best for him, and I and and I'm I I typically don't get to uh, when we do these festival shows. I typically don't get to them early, but I'm definitely going to come down and check out Wolfie, and and uh, and I'll probably check out Cheap Trick too. Because Xander's a friend, and I played with him a bunch of times. And a weird side note for me is that I think the first concert I ever went to was Cheap Trick opening up for Kiss. Wow! wow. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, like in the seventies. Yeah. And so and so uh, to be on the same bill with them as Cheap Trick and as Jane's Addiction is a pretty big deal for me, just in terms of like, you know, having a little personal. Uh, clash with my own history i suppose well dave i have to tell you i had my upper thigh felt at a backyard uh, pit, a barbecue to a cheap trick song in the wow. 70s so yes i don't know that we can i don't know that we can top that experience <laughs> i mean that was good hey dave, at least you had that <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you know with, with the length of time it's been since uh musicians have, have had a chance to do live shows i mean you can you can pick up the guitar and you can play it and you can keep your chops going, uh, you know, just doing a little rehearsing here and there and writing whatever you may be doing. But is there a difference between um, being, uh, you know, keeping the instrument fresh uh, and and being on stage? Or do you have to get your stage legs together, essentially, is what I'm asking. I mean, I think, I don't know. We've been doing it for so long. And, yeah. you know, believe it or not, Jane's Addiction has historically taken years off, years of hiatuses. And so... Yeah, we're just coming out of COVID, and yeah, it's been a while since we've been on stage, but we are ironically very used to getting back together after years of not doing it. So hopefully we are experienced in trying to make it look seamless uh, once we get back on the stage. But um, usually when the first downbeat happens and Perry gets into his trip, it's pretty easy to get lost in that environment and just kind of go back to second nature. Yeah. You know, fortunately, a lot of these songs have been with us for 30 years, you know, so it, it should be pretty, pretty seamless. Well, you know, that, I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, Dave Grohl has this um, special coming out about uh, the van life, uh, uh, that, that uh, oh, yeah. evolutionary period of a band. Um, yeah. Was that, was that you guys? Was that Jane's? Were you guys doing oh, that? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. We, uh, our first tour was, 
in a van with the entire band and the one crew member that we had and all of our gear in a U-Haul behind us and like literally taking turns driving and just freezing and sick <laughs> and hating each other and in close quarters. And when you do get to a motel, you all share a room. Like it was, it was, you know, the early days were rough stuff. Well, I was surprised to find out when Dave is mentioning when, when Nevermind came out, they, at, at, this album is out. It's starting to hit. They're still in a van traveling yeah. to shows. It is, you know, this is a groundbreaking <laughs> record. This is huge. This is rock and roll history yeah. right here. And they're still driving around a van. When when nothing shocking, were you guys still doing the van thing when that came out? We may I know that we had a couple of tiers. Okay. So we went from we went from a van to what we thought was a great idea, which was a Winnebago. Okay. <laughs> so it wasn't quite a bus, it was right. a Winnebago. It was uh. literally like uh, a mobile home and um uh, we broke out a window. One of the side windows got shattered somehow. So we were literally touring around the East Coast in the dead of winter oh, no. with just <laughs> freezing cold 75-mile-an-hour <laughs> wind just wafting through the Winnebago. Did you try to tape One. up like a trash bag or something? <laughs> well, you try. You try. Yeah, you try everything. And we just, um, yeah, we just sat there and, like, dealt with it. But I, I think that, you know... I think there's something to be said about those old days that like we yep. really I don't I don't know that um we would be the same band without them. You know, we really it. had to I mean there were gigs we were coming we were putting in vans and we'd pull up to the club and we would load out and load in our own gear ourselves. So it would be it would be like a Jane's addiction show, thank you, good night. And then start winding up cables and yeah. putting guitars in cases and trying to push your amp off the stage to get ready for the next band. I was I, a- I really appreciate I really appreciate having had oh. those experiences. As much as I would never want to do them again, <laughs> yeah. I think they really they really taught us how to be a band. I was in, in my twenties, I I was a band guy, I'm a drummer, and so just a couple of last year I was like I, I got together with some guys. We, we created a cover band, and we went out and we played some gigs. And I tell you what, Dave, on that first <laughs> night, that first night at 3 o'clock in the morning when we're putting the last bit of crap back into the into the van, I'm like, what the hell was I thinking, man? This sucks. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's a little different when you're 17 yes. and you're pushing stuff. In the <laughs> totally right. Like, yep. right now, like... My lower spine cannot handle. It's just not going to happen. Dave, uh, we're able to to zoom with you right now. And looking over your shoulder, is that a a cuckoo clock up on the wall? And if so, uh, what's the story behind that? Actually, there's probably 12 of them in this house. I collect them. Um, That's cool. It's just a weird thing. And, you know, cuckoo clocks, when I was a kid, that was like, in cartoons, that was the symbol of crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if someone was crazy, you'd see a little cuckoo or a bird would come out. And I just kind of came with this whole uh, embracing. I do a company called Dual Diagnosis, which is a it's a it's it's an art slash clothing company that's that's geared at lifting the stigma of mental health issues. Right. And um, you know, there's a whole story behind the cuckoo. I don't know if you know about it, but if you look inside that box, it's all complicated gears and springs and coils and wires. There's this little bird that's trapped in there. It can't fly out because it's held down by these weights. Yeah. You see the weights that hang down? Right. Which which could be, uh, you know, 
its emotional baggage, for instance. And so <laughs> until it drops that baggage, it can't fly and reach its full potential. Wow. And it's locked in this confusing box that's making it crazy. So, yeah, I collect them. And then we also use them uh, artistically throughout the dual diagnosis uh company and and, wow. and well that's, and that's spelled d that's spelled d-u-a-l diagnosis and we dual diagnosis.com well i i never realized there were so many metaphors attached to a to a cuckoo clock but i but i, I g- think i think that i invented them but they were but but that's good i can completely see that because I, i'm fascinated by little mechanisms and the and the yeah. uh the artistry of that stuff animatronic things and all of that have you yourself ever designed a cuckoo clock um, I designed what I called a cuckoo clock wristwatch was when I took that clock and I duct taped it on my arm. <laughs> okay, like, that counts. This is a crazy watch. But um, no, I've never, I'm not a tinkerer, for yeah. instance. I, 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 I love watches. I love, I love components. I love things yeah. that, are, that work like that. But, I mean, these things... You know they're 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 kind of ge- they're kind of genius and and the implications like the the humorous implications that they contain are are kind of funny and and you just don't see them anymore. But if you look around my house, like I think there's one over there. Yeah. yeah. There's uh, there's like there's like a there's one there. There's one on the other side. So there's like 15 of them in here. That's but cool. the best part is that they're all set at different times. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Throughout the day, wow. just a different bird is coming out. That's great. And That's it awesome. literally, it will literally drive you insane. Also, I mean, if, if you're not insane already, put up five cuckoo clocks. <laughs> yeah, you know, my sister's actually obsessed with uh, with cuckoo clocks as well, but she does not have one. Maybe that is a good gift for me to get for her. It's a it's a great gift, and they and they, you know, the the. Uh, they make them battery operated now, but the ones that are really special are the ones that are handmade that use the actual weight system to have the time tell time. And even the pendulum has to be hung at, at the right length. Otherwise, it's going to oh. either tick too fast or too slow. Okay. So there's, it, they're very complicated things, but uh, they are interesting to be obsessed with. Fatal, fatal <laughs> I, get, I, comp- yeah. I completely get it. Yeah, I did not expect to be talking about those. <laughs> well, I'm sure you're not going to expect to talk about this either. Are you wearing a snuggie right now? No, right now I am wearing a uh, just it's a it's like a hooded cape. This is like for for uh, outdoors outdoors life, That's ceremonial cool. cer- ceremonial outdoor life, <laughs> and uh, it cauldron. happens to be. It happens exactly. It happens to be 7 a.m. here in L.A., and I'm just I just happen to be freezing. <laughs> but I will tell you this. I am not opposed to a straight up snuggie. Yeah. No, why would you be? Dave, who would who would you say between you and you and Perry? You guys are artists to the core. Yeah. Who's who's a little more quirky in their personality? Is it you or Perry? We both have uh, a lot of, I guess, independent thought, I would say. Mm-hmm. And um but I would say that, uh, you know, just being, I would say Perry, just because being a front man of a band like this and having to have uh, that sensibility and be on every night and deliver every night, like I get to turn around and hide behind the guitar and like get lost in my instrument, mm-hmm. which I love, you know, because I went and I did a solo tour in 2000 and um, I just came to learn that I didn't love it. I didn't love leading the band. I didn't love being the lead singer i didn't love the eyes i didn't love the pressure and perry can do that really well and and he in fact loves it so i would say that there is a component to his personality that allows him to be that extroverted 
on stage and, and do it with authority and conviction. So I don't know if I would say he's more quirky, but I would say that uh, he has what it takes to front a band yeah. you know, uh, better than better than most, I would say. And I think along with that kind of mentality, you've got you've got to have some you've got to have some walls down, you know, to allow yourself <laughs> to be that raw in front of people. Totally. And while at the same time having certain walls up. You know, so that's, I think it's a microcosm of some kind of very strange dance that goes into being a lead singer. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, he's, as far as I'm concerned, he's one of the best frontmen that, that, that have been around in the past 30 years. Is it hard speaking to that point about, um, because you, 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 uh, you know, you let a lot of you out, you know, with your love of, uh, of, uh, uh, you know, the tattoos and, and artistry and the, the, the cuckoo clocks and things, <laughs> things that are, that are part of you. Yeah. Is is it hard when you are in the public eye the way you are? And you talk about Perry being more up front and being the front man, but you are a personality. You are a pop culture personality. Is mm. is it hard to know? Uh, I, I'm going to keep this just for me. You know, mm. do you know what I'm saying? Where you're not always revealing oh, stuff about you. Oh no, no. I mean, things that I like and things that are interesting to me aren't really revealing anything. And right. like, those aren't like personal deep personal issues that I, whether or not I like cuckoo clocks, I better keep <laughs> right. that to myself or I feel exposed. It's, it's too personal. <laughs> like I don't, I don't feel, yeah. I don't feel exposed. Yeah. Yeah. Like but, um, you know, I've also, I've also taken it upon myself and, uh, years ago, like I've done, I wrote a book and I put out a documentary that were about very difficult things in my life. And, and, and I think that the, uh, the, the intention and, and hopefully the joy of that was to help others feel less alone that we're in similar situations, right. whether it's whether it's grief or trauma or drug addiction or any of the things that I've been through. You know, it's uh, I, I like to I like to share with people that there's an alternative way, you know, and yeah. that it is possible to to get past that stuff. And even though the the demon of addictive behavior may be with you for your life. It's about channeling that addictive behavior into an area that can be healthy for you. Well, yeah, so, I, you know, I, I'm uh, sober for nine plus years at this point, and I just nice. know that it was important for me to uh, see and interact with people who were living a sober life, a, a happy and content sober life. But then there were also other people that, you know, like musicians, Trey Anastasio uh, being one of them. I'm, I'm a fish head. Uh, you know, he had been sober for a couple of years at that point. When I saw, I'm like, okay, here's, here's somebody that's doing it. And you, uh, I was able to gain strength through them. And, and so when you do that and you're, you're outspoken about whatever struggles that you have gone through, there are people out there that, that really do um, hold on to that and gravitate towards that. Yeah. I think, I think the one thing that I would say is that, you know, the company I'm running, Dual Diagnosis, is all about mental health. I put out a book that was about my drug addiction. I put out a film that was about my mom's death. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it does resonate with a lot of people sometimes, you know, if they've, if they've got similar circumstances. But, you know, at the same time, I'm not a doctor. And so yeah. those people will come to me personally and say, I'm going through this and I don't know what to do. And I'm like, look, I already told you what I went through and how I dealt with it, but I, I can't advise, yeah. you know, like a doctor would, like, I, I don't know what to tell you. That's, you know, you need to find a team of your own, but I think that um, that's not the tough part. I think, I think, I don't really think there is a tough part to it. I think that as long as you're comfortable with who you are and what you've been through and, and that, you know, behaviors can change. 
Yeah. I mean, really, that's that's yeah. all we're we're doing. Like, I may not be doing drugs anymore, but you know, now I'm in line at one in the morning at GameStop waiting for the <laughs> for yeah. the next thing to come. Dude, all right. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's exactly you know I mean? that, like, that is the right way to think about it. We have yeah. we, we all have the same doctor. He's kind of the um he's on TV in in uh, here in Philadelphia. And he says, I, if I have to, I will write you a prescription for a video game. Because, you know, because that, that's the stuff. To get that joy of something that doesn't have, you know, like you say, you're not smoking crack. You're, you know, this is something you're something that's into. not going to kill you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. you can get passionate. Like, I love living through other people's passions. And, and it, it excites me to revisit my own. Your cuckoo clock thing or your, just <laughs> the different things you talk about. Um, you know, that that to me is is something that people, they sometimes seem reticent to allow themselves. Well, it's just crazy. Should I really collect that? Or is that so? Do it, you know, because we, we, yeah. we just don't think that way a lot of times. Well, ultimately, ultimately, we're all here for very, you know, however long we're here. And we are ultimately going to dissolve into the universe or yeah. some whatever happens. Right. So, like, yeah, do what you love. As mm-hmm. long as it's not hurting anybody else or yourself. Yep. Like there's really, you know, that this life was given to us for us to enjoy. Yeah. And um and I really feel strongly about that. And 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 frankly, one of the things that I enjoy about life most is being able to perform with this band and like yeah. to come out and do that with you guys is is what is that, the twenty fifth, September twenty yep. fifth? Correct. Yeah. That that's I'm I'm super pumped about that, you know, and that's you know, I wouldn't be able to do that had I stayed on the path I was on. Right. So yeah. it, it's all to me. It's all, uh, you know, this I'm in I'm in the I'm in the bonus round. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. I, I, I unlocked the little part of the game that allowed me to play in another room. Yes. <laughs> I'm into it. Uh, Dave, we're all excited about that as well. I, I wanted to ask. So every Tuesday we do a thing. It's called Tattoo Tuesday and we give away a free tattoo every single Tuesday. And as a result, I mean, we used to do it here in the studio. And as a result, we've had several contestants and, and winners of Ink Master in our studio actually administering oh, okay. tattoo, which is really cool. Uh, is Ink Master coming back to Paramount Plus by any chance? Do you know? You know what? I honestly don't know. I heard that they were picking it up. That was the last I heard of it. Um, the only thing that I can assume from not hearing anything is that they're rebooting it with a, re- a new cast. That's all I know. That's all you so, know? All right. I mean, well, I mean... I, in fact, I don't even know that because there's been very little dialogue. So I hear that Paramount Plus is going to pick it up. I guess they started a new streaming service. Yep. And um, but I, I don't know. But I will tell you what's very funny about that is that Ink Master was a show that I mean it, it was on ten years ago. I mean it's hard to believe it was a decade ago that that started, and we did thirteen seasons. And then during the pandemic, uh, Paramount sold a couple of seasons to Netflix. So now it's on Netflix, but these are old episodes. Right. But what that what that did was that opened us up to a whole new audience that yep. had never seen us. And uh, I started getting messages from people <laughs> who were angry at me <laughs> for certain for certain people who got sent home ten years ago. Oh my god! <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, like they wow. think it's, they thought he was the one. Like how dare you? Like, oh my god! Gosh. People get very people get very passionate about that. Do you, I hope that when you give out tattoos, do you is there one artist that you use, or is there a resident a shop. artist? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, oh, one, there's a shop. Yeah, yeah, one shop. Several artists within that shop, and uh, there's a guy named Troy here who is um he's a big name in the uh, tattoo industry in Philadelphia. Actually, he 
He is um, responsible for a lot of the tattoo conventions all across the country. Yep. Uh, so, okay. uh, yeah, so he has a, a lot of guys that, and he's also super generous. So, uh, do he, they get to do they get to decide what they are getting, or does it have to be a WMMR? <laughs> they, they, no, they they do. They have to include On the throat. <laughs> <laughs> they have to include us in there somewhere, and it can even be very very subtle. That's all that we ask. So, right. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. All the the the, the rabbit in. The uh, you know the, the, Playboy the Playboy cover it can yeah. be very discreet. So yeah, some are more subtle. Do you want to know something <laughs> funny about this? Do you see this? Oh, yeah, this is... actually, uh, Playboy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So here's a quick story. I was I was doing an interview with Hugh Hefner, and Hugh Hefner was talking about how the the bunny. Well, first of all, it started out. It was a stag. It was supposed to be a cartoon of a stag. Right. right? That makes and sense. the night before the night before the release, he couldn't sleep. And he got up in the middle of the night and called the designer and said, I hate the stag. You got to come up with something else. So they scrambled at all, at all hours of the night and landed on this bunny, which then became the most iconic thing, wow. uh, you know, in terms of branding. Wow. Huge. And he went ahead to tell me that it is probably the number one most tattooed logo of all time. The Playboy Bunny. I believe it. Wow. Yeah. And so at that moment, I said, has anybody in the history of, of tattooing this bunny asked you for permission? And he said, no, actually, nobody's ever asked. And I said, well, then let me be the first. That's- Is it okay with you if I get the bunny tattooed? And he said, absolutely. So I have the one and only Hugh Hefner sanctioned. Wow. <laughs> like, I wouldn't have gotten this otherwise. But yeah. the fact that, you know, I was like, I don't, what do I yeah. care? I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> but the fact that Hugh sanctioned it and gave me the okay, and I'm, it's the only one that exists that's like that, was pretty special. That's awesome. That's a great story. Yeah. 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 Wow. Pretty that's cool. awesome. Excellent. Uh, Dave, we're really excited. Uh, not only that you, you guys are playing the show, but that you took the time to join us on the program this morning. We really appreciate it. Oh, it's a pleasure, that. man. I'm looking yeah. forward to being out there. And are you guys going to be at the show? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yes. I, won't, I would not miss your guys' set. So I'm, we'll I'm, come I'm, back and say uh, hello, will Okay, you? for sure. Absolutely. Thank you so All much, right, Dave. Guys. We'll see you in September. Dave Navarro. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. How about it? Wow. Nice He's guy. awesome. Super nice guy, and I bet you he could point to every single tattoo and tell a story yeah. like that as well. But you're playing right here. I remember Preston when I first heard this song. I was like, "What's Whoa! that?" Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I remember the video was yes. was weird and and uh, the, uh, at, at not uh, typical of what was on no. MTV at the time. You know that uh, I didn't want to ask him too much because I didn't want to go uh, to the downer thing, but his his mother was murdered. Yeah. Uh, when yeah. he was 15 years old, his mother and her friend were both murdered. By her and, boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend. And it it, it kind of, um, you know, that's kind of where his, his drug and alcohol addiction started to uh, take roots. And he said he wrote a book about that. Yeah. yeah. A, 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 movie a movie about, about yeah. his mom. Okay. Well, he wrote a book about his addiction. They um, they found him, the, the murderer, I guess he was on the lam after the, uh, the murders, um... Through America's Most Wanted. No kidding. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Fascinating guy. Super nice guy. I think we just became best friends with him. I think we <laughs> yeah. did. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, let's give away some tickets to the MMR. Because... Oh! How about that? Caller number 20 at 215-263-WMMR. They are <laughs> yours. We will become give... best friends. Yep. <laughs> we will give you a pair of tickets to the MMRBQ, which are on sale now. Yes. Uh, so go get them and get yourself set to be a part of this party. If you're interested in winning some free tickets, other than being call number 20 right now, we're going to give away a four-pack of tickets 
and also a grand prize of pit tickets for uh, some randomly chosen people through the uh, MMR website if you're a VIP and opt in for the email. So get on that. You might win. We're going to take a... <laughs> we're going to take a break, and when we return, uh, I think we're doing, yeah, trash music news, all that stuff. Last question, yep, we'll come back in a moment. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Friday, no sad bro, Friday morning. Uh, we better move along because we haven't even done uh, the Trash and Music News or anything. It's almost 1040. So let's uh, ask our lesson question and we will give away a $50 Rita's gift card for the correct answer to this. I think I have to go. Uh, yeah, with this one for sure. How does Bill Gates get from Seattle to the Outer Banks? What does he take? <laughs> what, what does he take? He, he created this thing. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. How does uh, Bill Gates get from uh, Seattle to the Outer Banks? You have to know the name of this uh, thing. 215-263-WMMR. We'll do the trash while you call in it. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Royal Farms. Real fresh, real fast. You can start each morning with a hot, fresh cup of Royal Farms coffee. And it's made one cup at a time from the finest coffee beans in the world and freshly ground just seconds before serving. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, celebrity celebrity, excuse me, auctioneer Dan Dodson of Storage Wars had his finger bitten off while intervening in a fight between two of his French bulldogs. Dodson says he's doing fine, but says his wife has had to pick a new finger. Oh! So, hey! <laughs> <laughs> Brody Jenner admitting his ex-wife Caitlin Carter's lesbian fling with Miley Cyrus was, quote, gnarly. Brody says that in many ways it was like walking in on your significant other in bed with a garbage can. Oh my god. And finally Tiger King's Joe Exotic ex his ex-husband John Finley claiming his marriage to the Netflix star and another man was fake and that he did it for the show. Finley observed that if you want to work in Hollywood you always they say you need to uh, say you can ride a horse and be willing to let a tiger collector violate your ass. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> And that's your Hollywood track. All righty. Uh, we shall see if somebody has the answer to this question. Uh, how does Bill Gates get from Seattle to the Outer Banks? No that's way. What, I'm sorry. I got to go to the first caller in. Okay. So I'm going to go to Mike. Hey, Mike, you're on the air. Good morning. Where's the sausage? Yeah. yeah. Mike, uh, what's the name of that thing that he takes? The vagina. The vaginal. Yes. <laughs> Hang on a second, Mike. Hold on. I want to go to this other call. I've never done this before. Is this really who I think it is? Hello? Ooh, talk dirty to me. No, it's not. Okay. It says Ann Gorski. (laughs) Couldn't be. Thought you would check me if I put my name as Ann Gorski. You you played it well, sir. You were the the second caller in. Had you been the first, I would have gone to you. Thank you. I can take my mark ticket. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Mrs. Gorski. Take care. All right. So for Mike, we're going to give... 
<laughs> That's what Nick was no way right, about. Yeah, he yeah. saw the name uh, Ann Gore's gun there. Uh, we're going to give a $50 Rita's gift card, and Nickelodeon Slime is available all month long at Rita's. You can slime your favorite treats only at Rita's, but you better hurry because slime is only available through May 30th. Yes, Casey. So I just wanted to um, make an acknowledgement here because uh, the reason I was playing this music, and I played this music all week long, is because a week ago today we lost a, an, an amazing bassist, Tony Marcellus, who's a bassist for the Train of Stasio band. He passed away. I don't know exactly how he passed away, but um, I just loved to listen to him play. So I was able to sneak his music in, you know, through winning music all week long. But uh, that's all. I just wanted to acknowledge his passing. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! Brought to you this morning by Coors Pure, an organic light beer that is refreshingly simple. You can go to contest at WMMR.com for a chance to win $500 and a quiz to reveal your organic personality from Coors Pure. Try it today. Um, Okay, so six strands of Kurt Cobain's hair are now up for auction as part of Icon Auctions, the amazing music auction. Yes, I'm interested in purchasing those six strands. (laughs) I said six strands. How many? Uh, the auction also includes per- personally owned, staged, used, or Are signed. Stage, stage scene six strands of someone's hair. Stage, used, or signed musical memorabilia from Cobain and Nirvana, as well as the Beatles, Bob Dylan, Eric Clapton, and Led Zeppelin. There are actually um, people who uh, who have extensive hair collections, strands of people's hair throughout history. There was a documentary on this guy. I mean, like crazy. I believe it. Okay, I, I never think of that. You guys have <laughs> Preston, you have your your children's hair, like their first lock of hair from their I, first haircut or whatever. Maybe we kept their teeth, which is weird uh, because you're keeping human. Teeth. Yeah, I know. I got a bag of teeth. I know, but um, <laughs> I, I don't desert. know. We may have. We may have. I, I wasn't in charge of that. It's I, not I, that but, weird. But that's that we, a thing. We had the story about uh, um, uh, Posh Spice. Uh, Beckham's wife keeps. Yeah. Apparently, it's like yeah. a bucket full of teeth. She must be hitting him out with a hammer, but it's wow. like, yeah. Well, so the Tooth Fairy was nice enough to give them back to us, right? right. So the yeah. Tooth Fairy collected them and then gave them back to us. But I, I don't know what the For hell a reduced gonna, price. I don't know what we're going to do with them. But I still have um, a lock of hair from when I was a baby. My, my, mother, th- my mother's thing was to cut one finger off all of us and, and just keep that. Same finger? Yeah, yeah, yeah the pinky finger. Okay. Like the Yakuza. Sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, in a statement, Iconic Auction said this one-of-a-kind artifact is eternally fresh to market, entirely fresh to market, and is accompanied by an impeccable lineage of Providence, including photos of Kurt posing with the woman who cut his hair, scissors in hand, and a fantastic shot of the hair actually being cut. Uh, they said the lucky friend who trimmed the Nirvana frontman's iconic blonde locks was an early confidant, Tessa Osborne, who cut his hair in 1989, well prior to the Nevermind breakthrough. Uh, while on the Bleach tour, uh, Tessa presented the original lock uh, to Seattle artist Nicole DiPolo as a heartfelt gift after Kurt's passing, and she uh, provided the original bag with handwritten uh, Providence note as well. Would you ever buy something like that or collect something like that? Maybe. I have. But I know it would be way too much. I have uh, Hayden Rourke, who played Dr. Bellows. I have a used condom of his <laughs> displayed on I Dream of Genie. He played you Dr. Bellows. It's on a, uh, it's a huge... Calling Dr. Bellows. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. Okay. Right over my oh, fireplace. I'm sorry. It was calling Dr. Bombay. Yeah. I was thinking of Bewitch. Bewitch. I'm yeah. sorry. Dr. Bellows was, was I Dream of Genie. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. I remember. Uh, well... 
Good luck with that. It's beautiful. I hope it uh, appreciates it. <laughs> I have accent lights pointing up at it. <laughs> The family, well, that, the guy who played Dr. Bellows was a fan of contraception, huh. and that was one of his condoms. Huh. The family of Chris Cornell and a doctor who they alleged over-prescribed him uh, drugs before he died have agreed to, a, to settle a lawsuit. Uh, court documents filed by Vicky Cornell and their children, Tony and Christopher, uh, said a confidential uh, settlement had been reached. Uh, the Cornell family alleged in the lawsuit filed in 2018 that the medication, uh, especially the anti-anxiety anxiety drug uh, lorazepam, uh, prescribed by Dr. Robert Coblin, led to erratic behavior uh, from the man from Chris uh, before his death. I was looking at this, and that seems a staggeringly excessive amount of of uh, medication to be giving him. Am, am I correct? I, I don't. That's what they claim. Yeah. I haven't seen the amounts myself, so I, I yeah. don't know, Steve. I mean, I, I don't know, uh, but it, it seemed to be a lot. Uh, investigators in Michigan ruled Cornell's death suicide by hanging, but tests showed the presence of lorazepam, better known by the brand name Ativan, uh, in his system, along with barbiturates and the anti-opiate uh, drug uh, naloxone. Uh, but did not cite them as a factor in his death. But they've reached a settlement nonetheless. How many? How many stories? There are a number of stories. Elvis had a doctor, like a like a. Uh, uh, Michael Jackson had a doctor that did the same thing. Brian Wilson, yeah. these doctors that are in their lives that I, are, are basically the equivalent of like medical star efforts, and then just yeah, give them, you know uh, what I'm saying? I, like, I, like I Michael had bottles of propofol. Here's the deal, though: this guy hasn't been cited yeah. by legal authorities, right? Um, so I don't know. And, and I've seen, heard things from the Vicky Cornell camp, or read that I'm like. Mm. You know, I don't know. You got to let it. You got to let it play out in court. Yeah, yeah. if there is a court involved. But, but nonetheless, yeah. So uh, they settled maybe just to get this done and over with. I, but but they have the doctor um, has has obviously denied that this was a uh, you know anything that he was doing. They 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 have uh, uh, denied any wrongdoing or responsibility for the death. But nonetheless, they reached the settlement. Well, for so. what it's worth, I, I take out of occasionally and. Um, you know, it's prescribed in smaller doses. I'm yes. not taking 940 over 20 months. Uh, so don't be necessarily afraid of that drug itself. It can do right. It can really help with anxiety. If you take, yeah. they say take about a thousand every two they months. Don't say that. Yeah. No, don't. don't yeah, do that. no. That I mean that that to me. So I'm right in, in assuming that is a that seemed like a lot. That's it, perhaps if you're a raging Indian elephant, that might be your. What was he taking? How much? He was Nick. taking 940, uh, he had 940 doses over the period of 20 months. So Dear God. A long period of time, but, um, uh, you know, in smaller doses, Ativan can be very helpful. 900 and some odd doses in 20 months. Mm-hmm. I, I can't do the math, but that's, that's a lot. That's 4,200 a day. A day? Yeah. Wow. My math is way off. All right, I'm bad at math. I'm okay. just like you. So, yeah, that is indeed the case, yeah. then, Steve. Yeah, I guess so, but I, I wasn't aware of the numbers. Uh, out today is You and Me, the debut solo album from Hearts, Nancy Wilson. Ah. Uh, the album was recorded at the Guitars Home studio in California with guests contributing remotely. In addition to the new original tunes, Wilson teams up with Sammy Hagar for a new take on Simon and Garfunkel's The Boxer, Ooh. along with covering uh, Pearl Jam's Daughter, uh, Bruce Springsteen's The Rising, and The Cranberries' Dreams, featuring Liv Warfield, best known for her work with the Prince and the New Power Generation, and Wilson's sideband, Road Case Royale. We had a clip of um, Ann Wilson singing, um, she's just turned 70, I think, and uh, belting on some Zeppelin. I don't know if we still have it in the system case. But well, was... we, have the, we have this uh, daughter oh, we do? song oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, from Nancy Wilson. With, uh... what song is this, do you know? This is Daughter. This oh, is, they I'm do... sorry, Daughter. 
daughter. Daughter. <laughs> okay. He's a cover of a daughter. Listless breakfast table in an otherwise empty room. A young girl, violence, and the center of her own attention. The mother reads aloud. That's a weird little it's 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 piano almost part in the Twilight Zoney haunting, yeah. To make her proud. The shades go down. Okay. In wow. Painted room. There's something wrong. Huh. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I like it. I like it there. So Hart was uh, was a part of that, um, you know, Seattle, Vancouver. Uh, music scene, and so therefore she's in tight with uh, you know like Jerry Cantrell all and, and Greedy, all those guys. Yeah, yeah I saw so. them open for Pearl Jam one year. No uh, kidding, Hart did. Yeah, and uh, they they were great. They came out and did um, "Rocking in the Free World" together at the end. Okay, and then I believe Eddie Vedder did a cover of "Crazy on You" <laughs> as yeah, a re- yeah, 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 yeah as a thank you. Crazy. <laughs> uh, Doug McKagan and Taylor Hawkins are featured on the album's You're song bad, called uh, "Better What." Big kitty. A barracuda. <laughs> Party at the uh, Angel Ballroom uh, with Wilson paying tribute to Eddie Van Halen on a title track or a uh, uh, song titled uh, For Edward. Uh, so that's cool. Everybody lending a hand with her. Uh, They've always had substantial credibility. I mean, yeah. they were. Uh, some people tried to dismiss them early on, but I, I think they, they're they're kind of oh, rock man. royalty at this oh, point, they were, right? They were legit, yeah. man. I mean, they, they were they were the first real female rockers, yeah. you know. So, and they could they could back it up without question. Uh, let me see one last thing. Uh, Live Nation is already that, that's it. What? That's it. The, oh, know. that's it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Live Nation has already booked twice as many shows for next year as it did for all of 2019. Wow. Wow. Yeah, we're going to have concert overload in 2022. Well, we knew this. We knew basically you're going to it's basically a um, you know, a seesaw and Well, uh, all those all those tours that had to be pushed back and then you have everybody else who was right not preparing yet announced yeah. right. but getting ready to tour and they all want to do it. I'm completely fine with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only you're going to lose. You're going to spend a lot of money yes. in 2022. Uh, so Live Nation CEO Michael uh, Rapineau had previewed the PAC 2022 concert calendar during a call with investors on Thursday. Uh, thanks to the upward trajectory of COVID vaccinations, especially here in the U.S., Live Nation is increasingly confident in the return of live music and sooner rather than later. To that point, the company has already confirmed several significant tours. For 2021, including Dave Matthews, Megadeth, Brad Paisley, Chris Stapleton, as well as festival dates for Bonnaroo, Rolling Loud, uh, the Electric Daisy Carnival, and of course the MMRBQ, where tickets went on sale this morning. Hey, just real quick, going back, doing the math, it's not that much. I, I, I did it, and I was wrong. It's, it's only about a half, a one and a half a day. Uh, so it's, it's nine, insane. Oh, nine hundred and forty over twenty months isn't that bad. So it's okay, just, I just wanted to correct that. All right, thank you. I, it sounded like a lot. Yeah, it, it sounded does sound like a, a lot. So my math so. is off. Yeah. Um, by, by a factor of forty thousand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something that right. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in uh, Stella. Music news. Uh, oh, that call means it's time to give away a case of Stella Artois. <laughs> Did anybody Stella! hear that? Yeah. Oh my gosh! There it is again. 
across the mountains. Uh, we'll take callers number 12 and 13, and we will give you a case of Stella Artois. Stella! Uh, your table is ready in the life of Artois. Uh, and you can, we'll see you soon for Stella Artois draft at, uh, Tavola's restaurant and bar at the Springfield Country Club in Delaware County, which is open to the public daily for lunch, dinner, and outdoor dining. Uh, so we'll take those callers now and we'll give those to you. We're going to break, come back. We'll give away the word of the week prize when we return. So make sure you stay with us. Mark, how you doing, bud? 93.3 WMMR presents. Doing well. Why are you doing so well? I won $500. <laughs> and Steve's Money Clips. What happened? I won $500. Cuckoo, kachoo, magoo. <laughs> your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your Money Clip weekdays, up to seven times a day. Enjoy the $500 and think of me when you're spending it. I'm going to buy some more beer, I know that. I can smell it from here. <laughs> See official rules and details at WMMR.com. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you again, sir. Sponsored by Hyundai City, South Jersey's official Hyundai headquarters. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you being there. 93.3 WMMR. I appreciate you guys. Everything that rocks. Yeah, yes. We are returning now because it's 11 o'clock already. Oh, my God. Hey, we had a, we had a really awesome, super long, uh, great conversation with Dave Navarro. So that, that pushed us uh, back a tad bit. So I think he can forgive us. Uh, and if you missed it earlier, it'll be up on podcast. I'm sure there'll be a video because we were Zooming with him, and he was cool with us uh, filming all of that. And, and probably a series. Uh, maybe a series. Yeah. It could have been, man. I mean, he's just an easy guy to talk to. He is great. And, man, was he excited about coming to, he said it multiple times, not just to get back and play, but to play this show in particular, yeah, the and to, Barbecue. And to see the other artists, yeah, which I thought was very cool. Really interested in seeing Wolfgang Van Halen. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. So thank you to uh, him, and also thanks to uh, Chappelle Lacey, who is on. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. He was great. And then we started off with Holt McElhaney, uh, who is from the uh, the show Mind Hunter, and a bunch of other stuff. We just I, I love him in that character as ten, or in that show as the character Bill Tench. But he's going to be in the movie Wrath of Man, which is in theaters today, by the way. Theaters. Yes. Mind you, is where you will with see that. Popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> All the things that come along. Hello, Pierre. Hi there. Nice to see you. Very nice to see you. I like how he, uh, his first, uh, Dave Navarro's uh, first concert was Cheap Trick opening for Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Really good. And he's excited that, that Cheap Trick's going to be on this yeah. uh, on this lineup. Well, great conversation with him. Thanks, great man. Great conversation. All right. Uh, I know people are waiting for yes. this. Let's do the letter. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by The Letter. P as in Petunia. Ah, oh, Petunia. So we'll take caller number six at 215-263-WMMR, and we will give you the prize that I have right here if you have that very special word in your caller number six, 215-263-WMMR. That is indeed the number. So uh, go ahead and give us a call right about now. Uh, what's up in your world, ma'am? Well, we will, uh, over the course of the day, have uh, big fun with more opportunities, noon and two for the uh, money clips, and Jackson, four and six, uh, also this afternoon. Don't forget that. I think we have a hockey game tonight, so I don't know that we're doing the money thing right. tonight, uh, and I think Bam Bam's, you call it Friday night, is uh, built around the hockey game, which means we'll get about 20 minutes. Ah, okay. Okay. 
but, but it's uh, it's twenty minutes worth listening to whenever it does come on. Yeah, great show. Last week he played Anthrax into Willie Nelson. <laughs> what? what Willie Nelson? Two hours. He has two hours. He has two hours. What time would he start? What time is that? The games usually end at 10. The games usually end at 10, so we're playing the uh, Seattle Seymours tonight. Yes, the Seattle Seymours. And um, we're going to kick their ass around the damn field. (laughs) (laughs) I told them defense. Defense, man. What what scores goals? Knock out some hairs and brush your teeth. Knock out some hairs and brush your teeth. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, man. If, yeah. Defense wins championships. Yeah. Only if their hair is combed and their teeth are brushed. (laughs) Who do you think wrote that? Who are you talking to, boy? Right. (laughs) I know. I'm just quoting him. Quoting him back to him. I would never date you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, We're going to go to the phones and see if we can get our winner. We are looking for caller number six. It's Jim. Hey, Jim. Hey, what's going on? Yo, Jim, we're looking for a word. What is it? It's cheap. Great cookie in the cookie cutter. Great cookie in the cookie cutter. Jim is a winner. And, Jim, I hope you're going to love this. I know I would. It is from Revivalist Spirits. We have a bottle of their botanical gym, which is Equinox Expression. Uh, yeah. Their pre-made lavender lemonade, which is fantastic. And one of my favorites, their resurgent young American bourbon. And we'll give you a $50 gift card to the Brandywine Branch Bistro right there at the distillery. Wow. All right, buddy. That's great, man. Excellent. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. We'll get your information in just a moment. Don't forget, Revivalist Spirits voted Top Craft Gin Distillery by USA Today. You can order online for free delivery anywhere in Pennsylvania with the purchase of two bottles or more. RevivalistSpirits.com. Must be 21 years of age or older. Uh, let me take anything else you need to hit. Uh, uh, well, we're just going to do a giant workforce block of MM barbecue bands. Oh, Excellent. Right. Starting at noon, it'll just be all MM barbecue for an hour and a half or so. Great. Okay. I love it, man. Fun. All right, let me thank our sponsors, Preston Steve Show, brought to you today by Rita's Water Ice. Come get Nickelodeon slime on your favorite treats at Rita's all month long. Also brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston Steve Show. And Meineke for tires, brakes, batteries, exhaust systems, and more. Meineke doing car care right. Uh, next week on our program, we have a bunch of things coming up, including Josh and Sam from Greta Van Fleet. Isn't that cool? We will continue on getting you uh, hyped for the MM Barbecue. So, yeah, you've you've talked to those guys before, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. They were in the studio with me. They're great fun. Excellent. So we'll get to them and more stuff next week. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great weekend and uh, an early happy Mother's Day to all the moms. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Experience fighting voter suppression. Check. The commitment to improve our public schools. Check. A plan to expand affordable housing and health care for all Virginians. Check, check, check. Jennifer McClellan has over 15 years of experience creating change for communities that are often left behind or looked over. Now you can vote for her to become the first black woman governor in the United States. Vote early or on June 8th for Jennifer McClellan for governor. Paid for by Care in Action. Authorized by Jennifer McClellan for governor.